Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. That's right. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend and you're doing what you're doing today on your J-O-Bs for those that have J-O-Bs. <laughs> oh, yeah. And for those out there looking, oh, well, good luck to you. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. I am Mr. Talk and... Um, we got an interesting show. It's Mad Monday, man, I tell you. And uh, there's a few things I'm mad about. That's for dang on sure. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, let's see what else we have going on today. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on what you're mad about. If you're mad about something, hey, today's your day to get it off your chest so we can talk about it, have some fun, giggle a little bit, get serious a little bit. Hey, because it's Monday. I know everybody have trouble doing getting up and moving on Monday especially, especially since everybody had that long weekend, you know, stuffing your bellies and things of that nature. So (laughs) some of you may be dragging a little bit today, but it's okay. It's okay. You'll get over it. You'll be all right. Um, Let's see. Uh, Let me tell you how you be a part of the show. Okay. If you want to comment or just listen to the show, um, you can give me a call. It's just that simple. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Um, whatever whoever um phone company, cell phone company you're dealing with, if they're gonna charge you, hey, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Hey, that's between you and your cell phone company. But you can just listen on the computer and you can see what's going on also by logging into our um chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And then you can always shoot me an email at ericletts, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. That's before, during, and after the show. I'm always reading my emails, and I'll get back with you, okay? So those are all the ways you can participate on the show. And um, I will be updating the website for the show um, this week, so that'll be up and running, too, letstalk.com. So, you know, you can... All kind of ways you can participate on the show. There's a spot there where you can leave comments, suggest topics, and things of that nature also. So, uh, like I say, there's all the ways you can participate, and I want to hear from you. 
Because without you, I wouldn't have a show. It'd just be me sitting here just jawjacking all day long by myself and <laughs> laughing at myself. And sometimes, you know, that's good, but sometimes I get old, too. All right, so those are all the ways you can participate on the show. And I want to hear from you and see what's going on. All right, we have a song of the day for you coming from Spiral Gyro called Joy Ride. And a uh, nice little cut, <laughs> if I say so myself. You know what I mean? Very, very nice little cut. Um, as I mentioned before, today is Mad Monday. And uh, Mad Monday, man, I tell you, um, there's some things I need to get off my chest because I was scouring the papers this weekend and this morning and just a little bit before I came on the air to see what's going on, the Internet and things like that. And there's a few things happening that are going to piss them, piss me off a little bit. Excuse my language, but I say piss me off. And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And if something that made you mad over the weekend or last week and you didn't get a chance to give, put it out there, now it's your time to put it out there. You know why? Because that's the way we roll here on Let's Talk on Mad Monday. <laughs> so get ready. All right. So what we're going to do if you knock this little song of the day out the way and then we're going to come back, we're going to get busy. Um, letting you know what's going on, all right? So without further ado, man, here's your song of the day, Joy Ride by Spiral Jaro. See y'all in about five minutes. Enjoy.
the songs of the day, Spiral, Darrow, and Joyride. Just a little something to get you moving them just a little bit, just a little bit. We're not trying to make you party up in here. We just are trying to make you move a little bit. Get out of those Monday doldrums. <laughs> That's for sure. Welcome back to the show. This is Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. And uh, today is Mad Monday. That's right. I said it. Today is Mad Monday. So what has made you mad? Huh? What are you mad about? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. So, give me a call, 347-838-8622. That's all you got to do. And um, I'll be more than happy to listen to you. You tell me what made you mad. What has you upset today? Huh? <laughs> well, <sighs> I guess there's no need to hold back. Let me tell you what has me mad today. And there's a couple of things that's really, really irking me right about now. And number one, the number one thing is right now, Jill Stein of the Green Party. I know half of you said, who? Yeah, that was the fourth person that was running for the presidency of the United States of America, y'all. Yeah, well, she has decided that she's going to demand a recount. Um, in Wisconsin, I think Pennsylvania, and uh, I want to say Michigan. Well, anyway, yeah, she demanded a recount. She she wants to demand a recount because she doesn't believe that Donald Trump won the popular vote in that as well. And to make things worse, to make things worse, Hillary Clinton lawyers have joined in in the band and um. Now, they may be going and trying to get the um, recount with her. Now, here's why this is making me mad. If you remember during the debates, Donald Trump said the same thing, that if he lost the election, he don't know if he would be um, satisfied with the results or he'll contest the results. Well, and Hillary, Hitlery decided she was going to uh, just blast him because of that, right? So now here we are. The man has been elected um, so far, and <laughs> now they demanded recounts or something. Is, and here's the point I'm trying to make out: Is it really going to change anything? Is it really going to change anything? Now, no, it is not going to change a dang gone thing. It's not. December 13th is coming around here real soon. And if those who don't understand how this election thing works, December 13th come, the Electoral College gets together and they officially, officially place their votes for the candidate who they've chosen. Okay. Which means the 290 or who or how many people Donald Trump has as candidates, they will have the chance to say officially, yes, we vote for Donald Trump. All right. Now, uh, what, I, what I'm looking at here is Jill Stein. I guess she wants to kind of have the, the elector, the delegates of the electoral college, um, change their mind, which they have a right to do. They can change their mind, and I think the hope is that some kind of way during all this uh, re rigmarole and bull crap that um, Donald Trump will not have the necessary 270 votes needed to be president. Okay, now, with that being said, 
Now that, that some people may feel like that may create a bigger issue because then no one gets the 270 votes needed to be so-called president of the United States. Well, if that happens, then it goes to the House of Representatives who gets to choose who the president shall be. Um, excuse me, but about last time I checked, Republicans ran the House of Representatives, which means what? They may not like Donald Trump too much, but they sure despise Hillary Clinton. So who's to be president eventually? Donald J. Trump. Now, with that being said, why go through all this rigmarole? What is why are they using this? What 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 is the purpose behind this? What is the distraction? Why they are they using this as a distraction? Something else is going on, people. Something else is going on. We're not aware of it as of yet. But something else is going on. Because this really makes no sense whatsoever. None. Nick's nine recount. Why? It's not going to change anything. You know, that, that, that just reminds me of the Republicans, how every every so many months they decided to have a vote on repealing the Affordable Care Act, knowing it wasn't going to change anything. It wasn't going to change anything. But constantly they wasted our tax dollars putting this vote forth. And it's the same thing with this, this recount thing. You're going to waste more of our tax dollars to have to sit there and recount some votes that in the end is not going to make that much of a difference. Why are we going to do this? Why are, why are they doing that? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> now, only thing I can figure out on this is it's it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Somewhere in this great place, somebody is um, <clears throat> doing something they don't want the rest of us to be aware of right now. Now, the question is, could it be um, something is about to go on out in North Carolina that they, they really don't want you to pay attention to, the, the public, your public to pay attention to? Could that be it? Now, the, the, the <laughs> you know the, the the protesters out there in North Dakota have been getting a deadline of December the third, I think it is. Yeah, December the third to um, you know move out the way. Then again, they can't do that. They can't make them people move. They have so much said, so you know, we're not really going to move them. But yet, in twenty six degree weather, you spraying them with water cannons, macing them. Sicking dogs on them, shooting them. <laughs> so yeah, why not make a move? We'll just keep abusing them. You know, this this is kind of um, um, reminiscent of the '60s. You know, okay, you ain't got to move, but we sure gonna punish you, and nobody's gonna do anything about it. Nothing at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one is gonna do a thing about it. And to add a little spice to the North Dakota drama, I don't know whether you're aware, but Donald Trump has a little investment in the company that's actually doing uh, building the pipeline. (laughs) What does that mean? That means, once again, there's more drama. There's more drama. 
And then, of course, we have this man that's going to be president that can't stay off Twitter and making all kind of crazy remarks. Now he's claiming he would have won the popular vote if millions of illegals wouldn't have voted. Really? All y'all need to sit your butts down. Donald J. Trump, build your cabinet. Get your administration together. Hitlery, ride off into the sunset. It's done. No, you and Donald will have your private meetings and you do whatever. Jill Stein, you got 1.1% of the popular vote. 1.1%. You finished behind Gary Johnson, the libertarian candidate. Go somewhere and find something else to do. Stop wasting our dang on dollars with this nonsense. And that's what it is. It's nonsense. <laughs> but then again, that's the way this American system works. If, if, if they're not wasting our tax dollars, then no one else really, you know, they're, they're not doing what they need to do, right? Jill Stein, go sit your behind somewhere. Hitlery, go right off and, and deal with the Clinton Foundation or go message your girlfriend or whoever you're bothering with. Just go away. Pretty much, just go away. Trump is the president-elect. Let him deal with whatever he did. He got enough to deal with right now anyway. His own camp is upset with him because he's considering Mick Romney for um, Secretary of State. <laughs> and what's the little girl named Conway? I think her last name Conway. She went on um, the news cycle this weekend and just blasted Romney. Romney. Then again, Romney did blast Donald J. Trump. And, you know, and here's Here's the, the, the thing that ticks me off, okay? Because it is Mad Monday, so until you decide to tell me what ticks you off, you're going to have to hear what's ticking me off today, okay? Um, <laughs> this is what ticks me off about this. And I've said it last, I said it last week, and I've said this before. If I strongly feel that you're a crook, you're no good, you're a liar, which... Okay, I'm basically, I'm naming all politicians for the most part. Not okay, the majority of them. I'm not gonna say all. The majority of them, but and you offer me a job. Why would I even consider taking that anyway? Why would I consider that? So I don't understand Mick Romney's uh, thought process here. I, I really don't, because I'll be like, no, nah, we good. <laughs> yeah, we good. Is it is it that important to be a part of the 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 establishment that you would put your own personal beliefs behind, even though you strongly feel? Or wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me wake up. Oh, once again. Or was this just part of a game that you were playing because you thought you could get your foot in somewhere? Either way, Mick Romney. Sit your behind down to go back and play Mormon, whatever you were doing before you started. You know, go away, go away. Try again in 2020. <laughs> I mean, this this is stupid, people. Why? It's dumb. It's it, it's really dumb. <laughs> it really is. Um, but that's the that's the game they play with us. That's the game they play with us, and. and the majority of us will fall for it, and we get all upset and riled up about it. And in the long run, they just, they who they are. They who they are. We know who they are. 
But some kind of way, we continue to, to think that they have changed. Things will be different. No, they're, gonna, they're not going to be any different than what they are now. What they have been. Simple. It's not. It's not going to happen. This is not going to happen. Um, now, there's talk of Petraeus, David Clark, um, and a couple of others. <laughs> this, you know, once this administration finally um, get put, put together, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how this thing is going to work. I, I mean, good gracious. That's all I can say, good gracious. You just don't know. Many people were worried about a police state under President Obama. They were worried about this happening and this being taken away. You better worry about it right about now if some of these jokers get in positions where they can do some things. Because it's not going to be <laughs> as, as, how can I say, free as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Not as though we're the free, we we that free now, right now. No, but you better enjoy what you have now because the, the 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 crystal ball isn't looking pretty. Isn't telling us a, a a nice little story right about now. It's not. You know, I, I'm one of those. You know, no, I'm not a Trump fan whatsoever. Then again, I wasn't a big Obama fan either. <laughs> you know, I judge by by your actions and what you do. And at, at this time, I don't. I I I. I t- I just don't know. I don't know. What I do know, so far everyone he has put in a position has been loyal to him, thinks like he does. You can't blame the man for that, surrounding himself with the people who think the same. You can't can't blame him for that. He's going to have to put somebody around him, though, that's got a little common sense, just a little because we have it has he has shown that his his don't work too well out sometimes. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, Dubu One, welcome to the show. I see you. All right, so anyway. Um if you got something that's gnawing at your craw, as the country folks say, give me a call. 347-838-8622. Phone lines are open. Let me hear what you got to say. But until then, I'll keep going. Um Let's see, what else was there? Oh, yes, there's a new HIV um, trial that's about to begin. (laughs) Uh, For the so-called cure, to help people live with HIV. And it's going to be in the form of vaccination. Here's the interesting part about this whole thing. Guess who they're going to try it on first, y'all? South Africa. No, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I got ahead of myself. I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. We, we'll get back to that in a minute, okay? But I might as well go with it now. I'm started it. It's South Africa. Now, how, why? You know, I, I, I'm looking at this, and, and this this trial is supposed to be launched um, Wednesday in South Africa, and um, it could be the final nail in the coffin for the disease if it's successful. But wait a freaking minute. I remember Magic Johnson got the disease way back in, oh, Lord, that's why he didn't have it so long. I forgot when he first came out and he mentioned he had it. And there's other people that walked around with the HIV virus for the long, for the longest. 
And you mean to tell me you want to launch a, a, a trial and it just happened to be in the form of a vaccination and it just happened to be in South Africa? <laughs> Can you say population control here? Can you say that? The study is called HVTN702. H as in Henry, V as in Victor, T as in Texas, N as in November, 702. And it aims to enroll 5,500, listen to this, sexually active men and women aged between 18 and 35 (laughs) at 15 sites across South Africa. It is said that it will be the largest and most advanced HIV vaccine clinical trial to take place in South Africa, where more than 1,000 people a day are infected with HIV. (laughs) Can you say population control? Can you say population control? Okay, if Magic Johnson and Walsh walked around HIV positive for umpteen hundred years and a couple of, and a lot of other people, and one of the young ladies I had on the show, I know she'd been walking around HIV positive for with um, for what? Hmm, at least seven, eight years. Why are we coming out with a, a, a trial vaccine now? Why are we coming out? And why is it taking place in South Africa? Why is it being used on sexually active men and women between ages of 18 and 35? I'm sorry, people. That does not sound like it's something legit. Okay? I'm just saying. It does not sound like it's legit (laughs) at all. Hmm. And then in the form of a vaccine, if you notice, they're once again, they're still pushing this vaccine thing on you. They're still pushing vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Some have pushed legislation to try and make vaccine a mandatory thing. Let's get real, people. They're using us as guinea pigs. Those of us that were in the military, we know. We know the extent of of, of being tested as guinea pigs. We were taking shots back in the day that we couldn't even pronounce. Only thing we know is they would make a grown man drop to his knees. I've seen grown men cry taking a couple of these shots. They were very painful. But the key is they tell you, don't tell nobody. Well, what the heck you giving me a shot for if I can't tell nobody? <laughs> But this is supposed to be good for me, right? But I can't tell nobody I took this shot. Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? So now we have this new HIV vaccine that's going to be tested in South Africa on sexual actually men and women 18 to 35. Uh, Yeah. No. Population control is in full effect. You don't have to believe me. I don't, you don't have to believe me. They put it out there for you to read every day. Every day. Oh, 
I understand. Well, Mr. Talk, you know, some people can't take the cocktails and things like that, so they need to come up with a, a, a more effective way of controlling it. Huh. Really? So who owns the, the, the patent to this vaccine? What company is going to make this vaccine? Who has invested interest in this company that makes the vaccine? Come on, y'all. We say it all the time. Follow the money that you get your answers. I'm sure this vaccine is no more than what Magic Johnson has been taking for years. Power that the, the power that be have decided. Oh, we done figured out another way to 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 to, to, to make some things happen here, to control the population. You know, we can slowly kill them off. We think they think we're helping them, but in actuality, we doing them in. <laughs> Ooh. And the bad part about it, a lot of us gonna fall for it. We're going to fall for it. We're not going to question it. Well, you know, I got to go and take this vaccine. Um, no, you don't have to take the vaccine. That's like this this, this nonsense with, well, you have to take the flu shot because you don't know what strain is going to be um, the strongest this year. Well, if you don't know what strain is, why am I taking this shot then? Why am I taking a vaccine if you don't know what strain is going to be? And well, why is the strain changing every year? Mm. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Today is Mad Monday. I'm I'm telling you, it's Mad Monday. So y'all can talk to me. Talk to me. I don't care. But the bottom line is, this is population control at its fullest, and you keep falling for it. I'm not falling for it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I haven't taken a flu shot in so long. I, I can't even remember when I took a let alone talking about a shot, period. <laughs> I don't take shots. No. And trust me, every year I get asked, Mom, Mr. Jackson, would you like to take a shot? To, would you like to? No. No. I mean, it, it's so funny because me and my nurse, we, we laugh at, the, at this thing. We laugh at it every year when, it, when it's time for me to take shots. We laugh about it. Because she feels like I do. And that's the interesting thing. A lot of the, if you were to sit down and talk to a lot of the nurses, uh, I don't know about the doctors, but talk to a lot of nurses about this stuff, you'd be surprised at what they tell you. A lot of them agree. You don't need to be taking this nonsense. I'm just saying. Sometimes I think they're just shooting water in you. <laughs> Salt water in you. <laughs> oh, well, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> They're giving you a placebo, making you think you're getting better when you're in actuality. You ain't doing not do a thing for you. <laughs> Ooh, all right, all right, all right. Enough, enough, enough. I know y'all tired of my mouth already. So let me bring my first clean. All right. Welcome to the show, Sister Ngoni. How you doing, darling? I'm good, and how are you, Mr. Talk? I am doing wonderful today. Thank you for asking. Oh, that's good. You know, I agree with you about the population control. And I was just sitting here thinking when you brought up about the um, flu shots being different strains, it occurred to me, and it's been years ago since I read about it, but I remember them saying that the AIDS virus had mutated also into many different strains. And also I read that there's different criteria for diagnosing someone with HIV on different continents. In other words, 
you know, you may get the test on in England, uh, and their criteria is different than the criteria on the continent of Africa. So I, I think you're absolutely correct. It's definitely, obviously, population control. And unfortunately, uh, the people – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I thought you was finished. Go ahead. And unfortunately, I was just thinking uh, that, unfortunately, I'm sure uh, many of the people that they're going to use as guinea pigs are not going to be informed or have access to information to be able to research. And they'll think that they're, we're here to help you. That's all. I'm done. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, reading this little press clip, and it says, um, where, what is it? Oh, South Africa has more than 6.8 million people living with HIV, but the country has had remarkable success in rolling out an HIV drug treatment program, which the company says is the largest in the world. Life expectancy, which sank as the epidemic grew, has rebounded from 57.1 years in 2009 to 62.9 years in 2014. How so, nice of them. 62 years, huh? Yeah, but see, okay. So see now, if you take that and you and you read between the lines, in other words, what they're saying is, you know, we had it under the population under control. Now people are beginning to live a little longer. Wait a minute. No, we need to get it back down to where we can handle some things here. So I got it. Somebody should say, let's start a new trial. Let's start a new HIV trial. They won't know the difference. They think we're trying to help them once again. We give these, give them these so-called positive numbers, and everybody say, "Okay, we can do that." <laughs> and does you know, make- Mr. Talk, yeah, mm-hmm. it, and it does make sense. And you know, uh, excuse me if I interrupted you. No, go ahead. Uh, I think it's interesting that the age group that you mentioned was from what eighteen to thirty-five. Yes. Childbearing yes. age. So it's probably a sterilization yes. vaccination. That's what it is. They're gonna sterilize them. Thank you. My point exactly. And my mm-hmm. point exactly. That's why I made sure I mentioned that age group. Childbearing ages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sexually Bad. active. They didn't say all. Oh, they say sexually active. Mm-hmm. Mm. More cold yeah. words, huh? Yes, sir. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, it's just, it, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. Once once we learn to, to read between the cold words, we I tell you, we'd be a dangerous group of people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we really would be a dangerous group of people. Because we'd be like, wow. But 1835, at 15 sites across South Africa. So, the, you know, they just spreading it on out. They just spreading it on out. And what I don't understand is we just saw when they had the Ebola, uh, uh, you know, event, uh, they had uh, laboratories in, uh, I forget, was it Liberia and two other African nations where the when the only people that were dying were the people that took the vaccination. They were even giving pregnant women vaccinations. And then they started killing the nurses. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so fact, now they're going to turn around. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to add to saying I read an a, a article last week, in fact, that said many people who have the so called Ebola virus were walking around and didn't even know they had it. <laughs> you know, they didn't well, even know they had yeah. the so called virus. 
Yeah, and but the point I was thinking about in reference to this situation with this, you know, the trials in South Africa is what I was getting ready to say was, my goodness, you know, they, they have the so-called African Union where they're supposed to be getting together all the heads of nations, so-called paper nations in, on the continent. And they but see, they ran these laboratories out. I remember reading about that. Uh, they they made them close those laboratories down because they realized that the, the vaccinations was causing the death. Okay, so now how in the world are they gonna turn around and in South Africa and let this happen? That's that's where I was going with my thought process. Now, I, I, ooh, um, it's just I'm mind boggling. I, I, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and it is, but it isn't at the same time. If you if you go back to what we say all the time, follow the money. It explained to you why it's in South Africa again. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right because you know? it ain't about the color of the skin; it's about the color of the greenbacks. And anybody mm-hmm. with any color, they can find somebody to pay off to get them to go along with it. You got that right, Mister Talk. Thank mm-hmm. you for straightening me out on that thinking. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say if I straighten you, but I. You know, I I'm I'm sorry, but you're breaking up on my end anyway, real bad. Well, no, I got a lot of things going on, so I'm in the spot. I'm trying. I'm trying out. You know, how this thing gonna work? So my bad, my bad. Am I better now? A little bit, yeah. I can hear you now. It was breaking up real bad there for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that does make sense what you said. It is. You know, it's, that's what it's really about. I, I, I fail to factor that in sometimes in my thinking. I think you know I just focus on the human factor, and and I forget that you know the the king of the, you know the god of this world is the, the fiat dollar, and they mm. can get anybody that look like anybody. Don't make no difference. Same thing happens in China, Russia, everywhere. Everywhere on this planet, it's always they can find somebody to go along with their program, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, if it pays well enough. So you're right, absolutely, yes. Thank yeah, you. Very you know much. it. You know it. And let's let's understand. Bear and Monsanto just teamed up. They, you know they they merged. So that pharmaceutical company, somebody's got to make money. And to add to it, um, in Britain, the UK. Supposedly, they have found, they have um, come up with a test that could be done on a USB drive. <laughs> Can you imagine that? What kind that? of test? What kind of test? HIV test. HIV oh, you test. Gotta be kid- you got to be kidding me. No, uh, but ma'am. I know you're not. No. <laughs> not at all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, not at all. And it's, it, when I read it, I just started laughing. <laughs> I said, Really? <laughs> really? Well, you know me. Test on USB, huh? Mm. Well, you know, Mr. Talk, I would laugh, except I shared with you an experience I had recently where I was in contact with a insurance company, Blue Cross Blue Shield, for some information, and before I could even get to talk to somebody, the robot was telling me all about I, the flu shots and everything, and then I went to my doctor's office prior to that, and he asked me, have you had your flu shot? And I turned around and looked at him with like lasers in my eyes and said, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to the eye doctor, and I'll be doggone if the woman who was doing the eye test, when asking me all these different questions, asked me about did I get my flu shot. Now, that was three incidents within two weeks. So I said that to say, 
I would laugh about it, but I, I you know, um, it, it's it's kind of getting in my face now. It's kind of moving. Mm. You know, I understand the CDC uh, is trying to entice Congress into passing legislation to make these shots mandatory. Uh, so mm. I, I I can't find any laughter in the situation because I'm more, I, you know, somebody gonna get hurt, and I don't think I'm <laughs> bad, but somebody gonna get hurt. Okay. Mm-hmm. And see, and here's here's another interesting part about it. You know, they, 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 their approach is so simple, but yet so genius. You know, because they push the vaccination for the elderly and the young. If you really mm-hmm. think about it, mm-hmm. yeah. that's who they push the vaccinations for. Okay, mm-hmm. the elderly, because you know they're getting up in age. You know, okay, if they go out and you know. Nobody's going to think because of the vaccination. They're young because you can sterilize them at a young age, and they won't realize that's what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. as far as parents know, well, you know, they're getting the vaccination because they say it's good for you. You know, keep you from from um, disease or what have you, but that's further that's to be the furthest from the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just sterilization under the guise of health. That's all it is. Yeah, I think you're right. And euthanasia on the elderly. Uh, my mother had took a vaccine, uh, flu shot when she was in her 80s and ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. they're forcing a lot of people on their jobs. Okay, they are forcing them. You know, in order to keep your job, you got to take this shot. And see, I remember right. when that happened. First, one of my family members at Henry Shine, and uh, that was when Bush was in uh, uh, office, and I. The research showed that Bush family has connections with Eli Lilly, which is a pharma, large pharmaceutical company. So they did their little experiment, and that's been probably eight or nine years ago, the first personal experience I had with these forced vaccinations, my you know family member. Uh, and mm. then I have a niece also just recently. She works in a corporate health, uh, you know, health organization. And she was forced to take a flu shot. She got ill. She didn't go to the hospital, but she got real sick. And I understand that's the reaction for a lot of people. But the point of it is, is they're forcing people to take it in order to keep their job. Man. But see, this all started and and went too far as it is when we allow them to force people to take a piss. Oh, excuse me. P test to mm. get a job. Mm. <laughs> that, that's what, see, well, in, in, in biological, you see, you see my point? Mm-hmm. Cause, because they just incrementally push more. They just see how far they can push us. Mm-hmm. One little step at a time. And when we lay down mm-hmm. and we don't do anything or resist that, then the next thing you know, here we are. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. You, well, I'll tell you. I don't know what else to say. You, You basically covered it. And that that is that is exactly what's going on. That is exactly what's going on. And what are we gonna do? You know, what can we do? What what can if 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 how can how can I put this? I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but the bottom line is, educate. You got to educate yourself. You got to educate yourself. I could say we could keep pushing and pushing, but in all honestly, it's not up to us. The population what do you mean by has. Pushing? I mean, you know, say keep keep um saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. You know, we we can keep doing it. However, if no one is really heeding or reading or doing the research themselves, which the nine times out of ten, 
um, the government, the you know, the establishment is counting on. We just keep following. You know, that's like I, I'm gonna use this as an example. That's like this past weekend, um, so-called Black Friday, and uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, let's boycott Black Friday. But if you look at the pictures and everything's online, it don't look like anybody thought about boycotting no Black Friday. You understand what I'm saying? And the same yeah, thing with the vaccines. The same mm-hmm. thing with the vaccines. We keep saying it, saying it, saying it, pushing, pushing, pushing. But until the population begins to understand and really begin to fight back, that's the only way anything going to change. Until that time, you know, um, keep uh, keep doing what we do. I often say on the show, you know, if one person, you know, decides to do their own research and, and, and you know, realize the game that's being played, then, I, you know, I, I take that as success because you, you're not going to get everyone. It's just that simple. You know, if you take and look at the, the um, and this is not all subject, I'm, I'm just using this as an example, the case of the Black Panthers. You know, they were doing good for the neighborhood. You know, they were awakening a population of people. And what happened? You had those same individuals that looked just like they did, that infiltrated and, you know, basically gave them up. For what? What they give them up? Ten pieces of silver or what have you? So, you know, you're always going to have those that's going to fight. With the other side, put it that way, uh, <laughs> for, for the lack of a better word to use, to fight for the other side. But I think we can overcome that if we be continuously educate ourselves and, and and put forth the effort to say, no, we're not going to have this. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. You know, I, I look at those people out in um, South North Dakota, North Dakota, um, and no matter what is being done to them, they stand put. You know, they fight for their burial land, the Native Americans. They're fighting. You know, why can't the rest of us, you know, do that? We, a lot of us know that your child was okay until they started taking those vaccinations. Then all of a sudden they come over to HDAD, um, yeah, I forgot all you know, um, um, Down syndrome and all that stuff. People, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, look, vaccines aren't what they say they are. They're tests, people. That's what vaccines are. They are tests. They're not the end all, be all, as they tell you. Okay, your body naturally fights diseases and things of that nature naturally. What what the vaccine does is introduce foreign bodies into your your system, and a lot of times your system um, tries to fight it. But the more it gets ingested or pumped into it, the least um, the, the 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 least resistant your body becomes, and that's how you get all these illnesses. I'm just gonna say it like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not speaking about the community, but that that's what's happening. That's what's happening. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people, they, they'll tell you, especially the older folk, they'll tell you, I don't be going to no doctor. You know, they get their little herbal medicine or whatever they used to do back in the day. They take it and they good. You know, us us younger generation or this newfangled te- technological generation, we got to run to the doctor every time we get a sniffle. And what they do, they give you some, some kind of medication. They give you some kind of shot and you'll be all right. 
just for you to turn around and go back two or three weeks later because that's not working. So now they got to give you something stronger. People, wake up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you said a lot, and it's true. You know, I mean, you know, medicine med- uh, has done a lot of good things, um, but in the area of vaccinations and pharmaceuticals, I think you're absolutely correct uh, that it's gone too far away from natural living. You know, I mean, there's times when you have to have some help in certain areas, and like you, I'm not one that runs, you know, if I can avoid it, if I can fix it on my own, I will. But there's times we do need help, um, and so I can't say they haven't done good things, but in the area of pharmaceuticals and and um, vaccinations, I think you're absolutely right that it's doing something to our, our bodies that is taking us away from our natural immunity uh, to be able to be healthy and it's gone too far, and it's all about profit. But the whole medical uh, system is, we know, I'm not t- telling anybody anything they don't already know, is is about profit, not about health. It's about profit. So they need sick people. Mm-hmm. That's I, I, the bad thing about it. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the, 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 more, the more resistance, you know, I know here in there's a big, big um, push. You know, and let us say, no, I do not want my child to have you. Now, the school board and some of the physicians not letting it, if they don't, you know, if they don't take certain vaccinations. But like me, you have spoken before vaccination. If your child has taken the vaccination, why are you worried about mine not taking it? Exactly. There's also cases where they were, um, in, you know, doing um, things with children without their parents' consent. Mm-hmm. There's been cases of that that have come out, you know. So it's just, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't have nothing else to say because I'm just fabric-lasted. I, I don't know. There's too much going on. <laughs> And you brought up the Standing Rock situation out there in North Dakota, the the, what, the Dakota Access Pipeline. I, I read where they blew up a woman's arm. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, I don't I don't think she she lost it. The, her father said she could lose it. I haven't heard anything else about it. But yeah, she could lose it. Mm. You know, that's just oh my goodness. But let me bring um um brother Hotel okay. into the conversation as well. All right. I'll put myself on mute. Okay. Brother Hotep, how you doing? Hey, I'm okay, bro. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for calling in. Oh, <laughs> what wonderful you. knowledge you. you have for me today. Oh, thank you, bro. I'm, I'm pleased to, to be with you all. Um, I was kind of debating someone regarding Cuba, and their position mm-hmm. was, and I'll tie it into Standing Rock, by the way, and their position was, well, you know, Fidel is a bad guy, and he took over using violence in the region, and he doesn't care about the Cubans, da, 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 da. Um, And I was pointing out that, first of all, most of the people that are critiquing Fidel in a negative way are people that support Europe and America, the biggest purveyors of violence in the history of violence. They put the V in violence and the I-O-L-E-N-C-E. So it seems disingenuous that those same supporters would also ignore the suffering in Haiti ignore the violence and the poverty in Jamaica and just happen to focus on the regions that don't have capitalism. 
Think about that. Cuba, North Korea, etc., Russia, regions that are either communist, socialist, or won't have an open-door policy. That means open your door. We're going to come in and take what we want and let a laissez-faire type uh, economy exist. It's preposterous. It's really just a land grab and capitalists and, in my opinion, people who haven't really either been educated sufficiently or who have just um, been suffering from what's called cognitive dissonance, um, this Cuba. But if we cared about the Cubans, how come we don't care about the people at Standing Rock in mass, right? Some of us do, of course, but for most people that are anti-Cuba, they're also anti-Standing Rock. And they're also anti the black and Latino and native and even poorer white folks that are in jails who are basically slaves. The Constitution doesn't even protect them. So the, the discussion is very valid. We're a system based on finance, but other people's gold, other people's land, other people's diamonds, other people's religions even that we stole and, and, and transposed into what we have today. So, But this is nothing new. The thing is, how do we change it? And if we can't change it, how do we all work together so that we can have our own economy, schools, et cetera. Hmm. Wow. Man, you have <laughs> a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> I almost ran out of breath, know, too. I said, okay, let me get this out before. On the acute situation, you know, fair I'm, I really can't say I'm up to date on on, on Cuba as when it comes to Fidel. Um, I know that you made a good point that a lot of individuals have believed the propaganda that has been spread over years and years through education, what have you, about you know what happened in Cuba. Um, I, you know what I come think about? It, I really don't know. Many people who said yay or nay, you know, whether, you know, what was going on is good or bad. But I do agree with you that Cuba, North Korea, um, Russia, China, you know, those countries are, are just sitting, you know, they're saying, like, you're right. You're not going to just come in and take anything you want from us. That's not happening. We're not falling for the, the big okie doke. You know, we don't need your help or <laughs> what have We are right. Um, the legacy of, of Castro, I really don't know. I, I've heard stories, but that's all I can say. Maybe Sister ain't going to get help out a little bit because I really don't have uh, many friends that speak um, anything about that. Um, Sister Ngoni, are you still there? You, you, yeah, can you help me? Anything you well, can help with that? Cause well, about I, Castro, I don't, Cuba? I'm just about in the same situation you are. I do have a friend that's Cuban that has shared with me stories about her life. She came to America when she was two years old, but her father's an engineer, and, uh, you know, and um, so he lived most of his life there. So basically the only thing I know, because I was shocked, you know, um, we've been given a view of Castro as a hero in regards to helping out uh, the continent of Africa when he sends soldiers over there. So that was my idea about Castro uh, for many years. And then she told me from her perspective about how the people are treated there in Cuba and how impoverished they are uh, under the system of communism that, you know, they had been under uh, uh, and how that dark skinned people there are treated just as bad there in uh, Cuba as they are anywhere else on the planet. 
So, like you, Mr. Talk, I really don't have too much I can input in, in as far as Cuba, I mean, as far as Castro. I did hear from Loren Murray, uh, independent scientist. Uh, she did an in-depth history on Castro, and uh, according to her research, um, he is – uh, connected to a uh, royal family uh, and goes all the way back to, um, oh, wow, goes back to uh, uh, a blue blood family. I'll just leave it like that. I can't remember the exact. Uh, she she said it was the, uh, oh, let me think of the name, the, uh, I can't think of it right off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> but she said his father, when uh, he came over, uh, you know, from the old country, uh, that uh, he presented himself as a, you know, just an average person, but he bought a big plantation and, you know, uh, that his family uh, had a big plantation there and had slaves and everything. Uh, so Castro presented himself just as a regular revolutionary, you know, a guy fighting for freedom and all that. But um, there seem to be some questions about who he really is, you know. Mm, yeah. So that's not all I, I, I mean, can hear. Mr. Duncan, yeah, the, I say the something. Yes, you can. Go ahead. Um, I don't know if the sister realizes this. I have Cuban friends also. Some of us do. The average Cuban that is in Florida, et cetera, is a, either comes from professional stock, had a business, and or is a light-skinned white Cuban. Rarely will mm. you see the defectors as the darker-skinned Cubans. The ones that have left, generally, not all now, I can speak for my colleagues alone, are light-skinned, and their folks are anti-Cuba. Their parents were professionals or business persons in Cuba. So you have to then ask yourself, wow, that's interesting. How come primarily the lighter-skinned Cubans are leaving, and how come they tend to be business professionals? Of course, not all. There's some statistical outliers that won't fit my example. Uh, regarding uh, Castro's father being royal stock, I'd never heard that argument, but I'm sure if any of Bush's or any of Cheney's people knew that, I'm sure they would be on TV promoting that in a uh, yellow journalistic approach to taking away from him. But even if his father were the king of England um, or Spain in this case, I don't know if that necessarily means that a person can't be socially conscious. I think that would, even in the case of um, Che Guevara, it isn't that he necessarily came from the poorest stock even in the case of certain prophets that people's religions believe in, a lot of these prophets came from wealthy families. They just happened to see the pain and suffering. So I wouldn't put that as a strike against Fidel, even if it is a valid position. I think that we have a problem, and Cuba just won't let us kiss up to them. Of course, Cuba is poor, because we have years of embargoes against them. We are not allowing them to be the great nation that they could be, and they still in athletics. Trump, uh, uh, I hate to use that word, but beat up almost everyone when it comes to boxing, basketball, track and field. The Cubans are known for that. If we allowed them to do business, it would show that capitalism isn't a necessary part of a system. 
you could have a socialist or communist system where people live free and thrive. But, of course, we are not allowing that to happen, and we use that as evidence, just like what the slave masters did. Imagine, raped us, beat us up, worked us for free, gave us pig slop. And then if we didn't know how to read because they didn't teach us, and then if we look kind of bummy, you know, the shoes weren't clean, well, look at those Negroes. They're so illiterate and they're so bummy. Well, it's the same with Cuba. We can't expect them to roll around in rims and BMWs with the nicest cell phones if we oppress them. Very good points. And how are you doing today, Hotep? Oh, I'm cool. I'm fired up. I'm looking to help our world <laughs> like we all are because yes. Trump is coming in to jack us up, I think. <laughs> well, I, I agree with what you said, and that's why I you know, responded to Mr. Talk the way I did because I have some confusion about what the reality is about Cuba. And I was aware that the people that came there uh, – from Miami when they came to, uh, I'm sorry, from Cuba to Miami were those who were, I think, as I understand it, you know, the ones that were helping the United States to take the land and build their hotels and casinos and things like that. Uh, So I'm sure they have a different perspective on what the deal is with Castro because basically the person that I'm thinking of that shared with me her perspective basically hates Castro. But then there's also evidence that – uh, the, uh, supposedly uh, from uh, uh, this lady, Lorraine Murray, the independent scientist, that Castro is very, very, very wealthy and has plenty palatial uh, properties and, you know, wealth that uh, that's kept kind of in the dark, according to her. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. Let's remember also yeah. that – In discussions about Cuba, people say, oh, Castro has these prisons with worse than hell, right? You don't see any pictures. However, just coincidentally, we have a little place called Guantanamo Bay where we basically have the right to kill people down there, waterboard them, rape them, and take all their rights away. I mean, the comparisons, you got to realize there are drones now that could fly into regions and shoot pictures of anything. Some of them are the size of a mosquito. It would be impossible to stop. You could even have a Cuban that works for America go into the jail system and shoot pictures and shoot videos to show these deplorable positions. We could even have satellites that could beam video of the above ground. We could even use heat sensors to show body movement. So if there were evidence that Castro had, I'm not saying he doesn't have jails, and I'm not saying that certain people that speak up, he may not slap around, right? But I don't Mm -hmm. think that he is half as bad as what European and what America has done to black people, Native Indians, females, Japanese, etc. But anything that he does wrong is going to be magnified by the Western regions because, of course, their objective is to shut down Cuba, open up the market so we can go there, smoke cigars, and take over, as, as it used to be before Fidel took over. They're basically trying to take us back to the slave days. Shut down Cuba, put the blacks back in, in, in chains, Shut down our freedoms that Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey died for. Shut down Africa, Patrice Lumumba, everybody that died, and take us back. But they call it back to the good old days. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also, in addition to your uh, point about the jails um, uh, and, you know, Guantanamo Bay and so forth, um, there was uh, uh, a uh, report about rendition houses on the south side of Chicago uh, and other places around the country where they uh, disappear people now here in the United States. Mm, yeah, I did. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in 19, George Orwell's 1984 in 2016, and it's scary. I've been doing research um, about Homeland Security and what's happening over time. And if you sped up the video footage from 1900 to now, what's basically happening is they're taking our rights away even more. And guess who's included now? Some of the white folks. But to keep them distracted, guess they point the finger at? Oh, it's not Wall Street. No, 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 it's not the politicians. No, it's not the greedy folks raping the world. No, it's the Mexicans crossing the border with, to pick oranges. No, 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 it's the black kids with those psyche pants. Like, like psyche pants are somehow going to affect a stock ticker on Wall Street or a mutual fund. It's all a distraction. And as the average white falls for that, oh, you Negroes, you got to pull up your pants because you're causing our dollar to go down. No, the psyche pants aren't affecting nothing. No other Latinos, really. You know, it's, it's really, it's a simple bait and switch. Like you go to a store, you see a poster, step inside, and you can get a cell phone for a dollar. And when you get in, oh, we're all sold out, but I have one for a thousand. And who do they blame? Oh, it's not, it's not us. The guys with the saggy pants came in. They bought them all up. You should go and hit them over the head. It, it, it's just a side game. It's really a mental game. And I guess it's kindergarten thinking because it works year after year after year. Uh, it works for thousands of years because it's always a scapegoat that they blame their problems on. And yeah. I think it's, you know, it's amazing when I watch some of these um, – uh, videos about them crying white genocide. Now all of a sudden, you know, they're the victims, and white people uh, are the victims now. You know, but this, it, 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 it amazes me how they have selective memory because they don't ever yes. say anything about the fact that the very thing they're complaining about now with all the uh, immigrants that are being sent in to the Europe and other places by people who run the world that look just like them, but they never recognize the fact that the same thing they're complaining about, they did exactly the same thing to other people, but yet they want to sit around and say, well, we're exceptional, and if it wasn't for us, there wouldn't be anything in this world but they don't think about the fact that they stole everything they got from everybody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, God. everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right, Mr. Talk? Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking during the conversation. Hold on for a minute. I got some noise. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking during the conversation, you know, uh, you know, um, Cuba, when it comes to Cuba, it's, it's another um, aspect to it that a lot of people don't understand, and that's Venezuela, you know, because of their oil supply. So, you know, it it goes back. It goes back to communism during the McCarthy ages. Remember when America was so-called great, as some people say, um, where if you didn't believe, have the Christian belief that America had, then you would consider the enemy. And uh, you know, it's basically like Brother Hotel said. You know, um, you know, it, things may not have been that bad, but because of the sanctions that were placed on the country, I mean, nobody's gonna survive. With, you know, you can't get a certain amount of supplies and things in. In that's that's just the nature of, of the beast. However, um, you know, I, I I really can't see. It's hard to. To put in the words, or it's hard to really know what really went on. You can only go back and look at history from what we've been told, and we know from studies now, uh, research that you know the history is not what it what it, it seems to be. <laughs> put it that way. So 
Um, you know, when you look at Cuba, uh, Michael Moore did a um, documentary on the health care. You know, all of them, they get free health care. You know, um, a lot of people say, well, it's not as good as an American or whatever. Um, but Brother Hotel did bring up a good point. You know, even though we have so many, the United States has so many sanctions against this country, you know, they still find a way to prosper. And it, it, it wasn't up to what we considered high standards, but they've still, they, they made it. They made it, you know, and I, I'm, I'm sure that, um, Depends on who you ask. You'll find different different um, aspects or, or, or comments on. Some may think he was a good leader. Some may think he wasn't. But for for the majority of Americans, only thing we we we've heard is the propaganda that has been placed on you know placed in the news or what have you for years and years and years. And that's what a lot of our our thoughts are, are based off of. And I, I just can't mm-hmm. believe it. It's, it's that all is 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 all that true? I don't, I don't think so. I just think it's just a, a, one of the another th- way of the propaganda machine to make us believe that you know we have an enemy because they're a communist country. Communism is not good. Now let's 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 take a look at this. Remember when Russia um, supposedly went to try to be democratic and their whole economy just crashed? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, so you know, you you take it and you look at things like that, and you're like, well, no, I, I think, you know, he did what was best for his country. He thought was best for his country. Yeah, you know, the yeah. same and with Gaddafi, the yeah. same with um, Saddam. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the guy in Egypt was well, it Egypt? The one they ran out, they beat him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know, yeah. you 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 have to you have to look at those instances and say, well, you know. Uh, I don't know if everything you can hear you you hear is you can believe anymore, you know. As Brother Hotep said, also as Brother Hotep said, also you know, and, and a lot of the light skin light skin um, Cubans, uh, a lot of them don't even claim Cuban to be Cuban. You know, if, if you look at the census, you know they'll put other or you know white or what have you. So, you know, it, it just, I think it, it just depends on the generation. And that's basically what I'm coming to getting back to. It depends on the generation that you talk to, how they basically feel about this guy. You know, that's all I can forget, say. Don't forget the medical, the medical. You mentioned medical. You mentioned medical. I had a, I had a, a person a, I worked a, with, right? He had over $50 million. He called me in his office one day. He said, bro, guess what, man? I'm going to do my heart surgery. Guess where? In Cuba. That's where he went. He could have gone anywhere in the world. Well, of course, he was a bit cheap, too. That's another issue. But he went to Cuba. (laughs) Now, Mm. if their medical um, staff were not competent, he would have taken probably $5 because no point being cheap and dying. Now, you all probably know that there's a program in Cuba where poor kids from America, right, as long as you can speak Spanish, you can go there and get a medical degree. Tell me where in America... You can go speak in English and try and get a medical degree for free, right? Hmm. I mean, there's so much evidence that says, wait a minute, the guy can't be as bad as they claim. But also, if a racist nation and the KKK tells me that someone is an enemy, I'm like, wait a minute, that must be my friend. I mean, you can just tell whoever they point out as bad, black people are bad, right? Africans are bad. 
Cubans are bad. I'm always like, okay, they're my friends right over there. Point them out for me. Well, who else? Who else? You just got to <laughs> listen to who they vilify. That, we don't even have to do the research. If they say the devil is bad, you have to be like, wait a minute. Okay, we've been wrong all these years. It's simple. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Oh, very good Crazy. way to look at it. <laughs> But you know that's that's what we have been subjected to in this country. I mean, let's be honest. That's what we've been subjected to. Um, you know, um, now his brother's in charge, and uh, you know he's what eighty-five years old. So let's see what happens. You know, um, it's interesting that um, you know President Obama. You know, he lifted some sanctions, and now he's you know people can fly over and go on cruise ships or whatever. But um, um, Trump actually is saying he's he's thinking about um, coming out of that agreement, whatever it was, with Cuba now. And I'm looking at that like, okay, why? Why? Well, because you know? they're on their way out. That's why. Because the rest of the world then woke up and, and they're tired of being abused and misused. And, you know, I, I really wanted to ask a question, too. Uh, about the, the approach that Mr. Neely Fuller take. I've been listening to him lately trying to figure this thing out, and I think he might have his finger on something because, like he says, and it reminds me of that video about that was in that movie. Uh, that it's called The Money Speech. Remember that, Mr. Talk? Yeah, I remember that. There are no countries. There are no rubles. There are no... <laughs> there are no discharge for that. Yeah. So I think yeah. to understand what's really going on, we have to look at it from a different perspective because we look at try to understand the world and we look look at Cuba and the leader, uh, this leader or that leader. But if we don't take it in the context of the world system that's always been running things, then that's why we yeah. can't understand it because yeah. there really aren't any countries. There aren't any countries on the continent yeah. of Africa because not one of them control their own currency. Uh-huh. Mm. They're not in control right. of their resources. They're letting nothing. So, it, you know, and like you just pointed out, the sanctions that they put on Cuba. So, you know, he may have resisted uh, the invasion or the attack on, on the island of Cuba. But, you know, and then I can't figure this out. This is what I want somebody to explain to me. It seems like on some level, all of these so-called heads of state leaders uh, you know, prime ministers, yada, yada, yada. When you take in consideration, Colin Powell was knighted by the Queen of England. Bush was knighted. Or, look like on some level, they're all in this thing together. Then mm. on another level, you know, you, 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 like now you're trying to look at uh, and analyze, you know, Castro as, you know, where he was coming from and what he was able to do and achieve and so forth and so on. So I, that's what I'm confused about. You know, it's like they they all on one level are all in it together. Does that yeah, can make I sense? You can I? Yeah, please do. Help me um, out here. I I met a gentleman that was knighted by the Queen. Um, he and I became really good friends. He was his name was Sir, right? That was, everyone had to call him Sir officially, right. not just to be nice, right? Mm. And he and I would sit and talk about politics and. Um, environmentalism and war, and he was very pro-black and pro um, the poor, right? Even though he could have been a multimillionaire, he wasn't. I would pick him up in my car. He would be walking on the street sometimes, and I'd just pick him up. Um, There are secret societies, and there are knights who actually are fighting for the people. They're always in every group. Well, I don't know about the KKK, but in most of these secret societies, 
uh, there's some good people in there, right? Some of them join. For example, I knew a gentleman. I, I'm, I like to give first-hand evidence because when I call shows, I don't just want to always reference other people. Me personally, I knew a gentleman that was the top dog in a big secret society that was for black men. And he and I would talk, and I would pick his brain, and same thing. He cared about black people, right? Um, so a lot of the folks that we see on TV that are the talking heads, even the socially conscious ones, they tend to be in a secret society, whether it's an Egyptian secret society or a Greek, one of the Greek ones, or a Roman or a British, whatever. Um, the thing is, how do we get more of them who already have a conscience or on the fence to start to side with us. I'm not suggesting that all secret societies are good because I don't know enough about all of them, nor does my, you know, sample two or three people, repre huge representation of all. But I do think that some of these guys and girls, because they're female secret societies also, we can, we can turn over to, to the positive side, you know, and, and if we educate them on what the secret societies, how they're hurting the environment, et cetera, whether we use inductive or deductive reasoning, if we have enough evidence, you know, I don't think we can turn our backs on potential allies, right? Because I think that if we look at the Underground Railroad, had we said, oh, no, this can be only black thing, a lot of folks would not have escaped. So I think it's okay to reach out to a few conscious Republicans. I know a few. I was shocked. They voted for Trump, but some of them are into the environment, you know? Uh, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough challenge. But, but now, Mr. Hotep. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, go on, sister. No, I was winding down. Okay, thank you. Uh, but Mr. Hotep, now let us let us reflect on the the slavery. The comment you just made about, and I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you totally, but it just stuck out to me when you mentioned the the idea of those allies that helped people escape from slavery. But let's think about what was the overall reason why they wanted to end slavery. It wasn't because they cared about black people. It was because they wanted to go to a new system. The same reason why they went from feudalism. To capitalism, they were ready to go to a new system, like they're going to a new system today. So was it the, the people that participated in helping? I'm sure there were some of them did it out of the kindness of their heart because of their moral position or what they believed in, I'm sure. But I'm saying there, I think there was another force operating uh, that was leading uh, the end of slavery because it was no longer – part of their program, they had to get rid of slavery in order to move forward towards industrialization. I do just think, a thought. Mr. Just I a think, thought. I'm just I, I, think, I think that is valid in terms of statistical possibility, and I think they would be statistical outliers. I think that for the average, um, and I see no evidence to back that, but I will take it as a possibility, but I think for the average white person that was involved in the Underground Railroad in a positive way, from the records that they left and the letters that they left, for most of them, I think they had a, a Christian perspective that was love thy neighbor. And I but, don't see, yeah, but I don't see evidence that there was any documentation of some of them thinking, well, you know, slavery, we got to phase this out and phase into another economic system. Because when, our, when we got free, a lot of us, we weren't tied into any economic system necessarily. We were free to, to make our moves. But I do think that was probably, just like it's involved with George Soros, some of these rich guys want to crash the U.S. economy so they can benefit um, 
financially, not so that they can help blacks. So yeah, that's that's possible, but I just don't know if it's a high enough sample group to say that that was the objective of the average white person that helped. But I wasn't speaking about the average white person. I was speaking about a system that manipulates Mm -hmm. people, that has an agenda that we're not always aware of, (laughs) you see? Okay. That's what that's what that's what I was referring to, and and I think your example of George Soros is a good one. Okay, uh, he has his open society, but what is his agenda? He spends yeah. his billions on overthrowing uh, governments. So you, yeah. uh, but you know, how is that beneficial to a populace that has selected these leaders? That you spend your five billion dollars to go overthrow a country, uh, many countries. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to – that's not where I was oh. – I wasn't talking about the average person. Yeah. I was talking about the industrialists, the ones like uh, the Ford Foundation and the Carnegie Foundation and the, all these industrialists that knew that they wanted to now move forward with their new system of laissez-faire capitalism. It was in their interest to go maybe and send in people to uh, talk to these Christian good white folks that said, we got to get rid of slavery. This is wrong. We're Christians. We shouldn't do that. Because they got to have the little workers to go out and do this stuff to get, you know, just like they sent the the people over here from Europe. uh, uh, They let them horse these and and different people that was in jails over in Europe during feudal times. They let them out of jail to come over here and work off their deed to society because they needed bodies to clear the land. So there's a larger system operating, but yet they told us the story about the poor pilgrims running from religious uh, persecution landed at Plymouth Rock. Well, yeah, they landed at Plymouth Rock because King George wanted them to land at Plymouth Rock. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. make any sense? The, yes. The Ford Foundation doesn't go as far back as the Underground Railroad, but the oh, Ford Foundation I, definitely does seem to be involved in precisely what you are saying, just like, in my opinion, um, uh, the the I didn't want to say it, but Bill Gates does, because I used to really think Bill Gates was really pro our community, and then a few friends were like, yo, man, you got to do more research. That brother over there vaccinating our folks, and is it for love or is it for population control? Because if he really wanted to help the hood, you know, cut a check, come in the hood, and, and do some positive. Yeah, we're in, we're in a very corrupt system, and it's – see. There are a few of us that on the radio, right? There are mm-hmm. possibly 100 million people globally working full-time, getting paid to keep us oppressed. So it's so hard to calculate and to keep up with this because, like you all, you know, I have regular work that I do. I got my kids, you know. I homeschool. You know, I, do, I got to cook dishes when I hang up the phone. There are people, they don't <laughs> do none of that. Their whole job is call up radio shows and distract us. And they get mm. information from intelligence-gathering organizations, right? And so it's yeah. a tough battle. I really think we need about 1,000 people in each state working full-time on law, research, technology, history, uh, spiritual studies, herbology, and meeting on conference calls maybe once every two weeks and discussing. Because how else do we do this with maybe 50 of us and you know, the, the, the limited resources, we all stretch so thin that if we miss one thing, that's how they get us. We get everything else, and they get us on intellectual property, or they get us on gun rights, or they get us on vaccinations, or they get us on some war that they set up, and when we turn our head, the real objective is to kill one of our leaders in Honduras or something. It, it's, it's tough. It really is. And so to put things in proper context, I will 
retract my Ford Foundation as an example and use the Massachusetts Bay Colony or the British East India Company. How about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot okay. of good uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got, a, we got a bunch of them to pick from. So if it ain't one, it'll be another because they've been doing this for, you know, at least 1,500 years. Right, and mm. so there are, I think, forces that that have a, an agenda that the populace is not privy to, uh, and then they plan for centuries ahead of us, and they have ways that they manipulate people uh, through ideas, ideologies, religious beliefs, so forth, to go the way they want the herd to go. That's all I was trying to say. So I was, yeah. you know, yeah, that, that, you see, uh, I don't claim that, to understand all this stuff. I'm struggling with trying to understand it. Yes, that is related to the 13th and 14th Amendments of the U.S. Constitution, because it could be argued that the 13th and 14th, well, first 13th and then 14th, really wasn't to benefit us. And in many ways, that is true, right? But it's an opportunity. We just don't, we haven't set up the infrastructure to take advantage of the opportunities that come when people think they're going to play us on another level because we have leaders in place, so-called leaders, and I've been, oh, man, I've been meeting some of them recently, so I'm kind of careful sometimes when I talk because I'm doing some business projects, and I'm sitting right with these guys like, this is that dude that's selling my people out, and sometimes I'm like, man, no, nah, no, nah, just chill, just chill. <laughs> um, yeah, our leaders are selling us out, people. I'm serious. I can't think of hardly any on TV that are compromising us. They're selling us up. Mr. Hotep, I haven't turned my TV on in over two years, and you're preaching to the choir. Oh, that's why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hell TV, I said. You already know what that is all about. Yeah. We've got to worry about we don't even know their names, and we have not seen them probably. Yeah. <laughs> And they all have white people behind them that are really reaping in the cash. All of them report to a slave master. And um, they talk a good game. You know, they have the language, my brothers, my sisters, right? Mm. But it's just, mm-hmm. it's just crockery. There's one in particular that was given a lot of money to help our community. Um, I don't speak up much about him because some of his people will come and kill you. And I'm not trying to have no fight right now. So. <laughs> but, yeah, it's dangerous, serious. I call those cultural pimps, and some people call them race pimps. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're rich, though. They're chilly. Well, that's why, you know, I I, I really shy away when it comes to the strict black-white versus white versus black, black versus white thinking, because I can look out at the world and see it's not really about Mm -hmm. that. I mean, even though there are some people programmed to be about it on that level, but I understand that the problem is way bigger than that. Yep. And then the, and those are just pawns in the game that that think like that. And as long as we, as long as they can keep using the divide and conquer techniques that they've been using successfully for thousands of years, and I imagine they probably will continue to, I guess, unless we get some dust from manna from heaven that trickles down on us and wakes us mm-hmm. up, uh, it's probably going to continue for some time to come. They're going to continue doing what they're doing because they take the generation like they're doing right now, the young people. Uh, they they give them a complete different view of the world, uh, understanding different mindset, different value system, and everything. And so they already know. They get the children and send them in the direction they want them to go. That's how they do That's it. Now, how do we stop that? Mm-hmm. 
How do we stop this? Well, we have to, number one, as parents, we have to sit down and explain to our children what the real deal is. Now, you know, and some people say, well, you can't really do that because they're not going to understand. You know what I've realized, because my son is 13, and I realize kids are sponges. And you'd be surprised at what you tell them and what they remember. You know, and some of them are are so inquisitive to they'll start. You know, they know how to use the internet better than most of us do. You know, because that's what they grew up doing. So you know, a lot of times he go on the internet, he finds stuff, he come back and ask me. I'm like, where you get that from? You know, mm-hmm. and then we just sit down and have a conversation, and that's how it starts. You know, you're not you're not gonna uh, prevent them, the kids, from um, being. Um, privy to what others are saying. You're not going to do that. But what you can do is give them an alternative point of view of it and let them go ahead and decide, you know, which one is which. That's that's the way I look at it. And it works, well, it works good for me and my son. You know? Well, that's good. But, um, but Mr. Talk, yeah. the, the, the yes. issue is, to me, in my mind, the issue is, that's a great thing that you're doing, and mm-hmm. great for any other parents that can do that. But to me, that's not going to – that's like putting a Band-Aid on cancer because they mm-hmm. know the development of children. We talked about this before, the Waldorf schools, the people out there in uh, Silicon Valley, uh, upper-middle-class people send their children to schools where until they're 11 years old, they don't have a curriculum. They allow them to develop their brain as a normal human being. They let them be out in nature if they want to play a flute or whatever, they have no curriculum until they're 11 years old. So how can we compete with that, that the upper ruling class functionaries, uh, uh, you know, develop their children, and when we sit down and have a conversation after that, our children have been brainwashed all day by the state. See, uh, so to me the issue is uh, we need to take our children out of the jaws of the beast what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I do see your point. I, I do see your point. Um, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because, you know, that, that, that'll be so wonderful. However, you know, so many of our people are caught up in the system, you know, wow. That, 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 that's, that, yeah. that, whew, boy, that would be wonderful. But let me bring Maze into a conversation because she, okay. she's been waiting patiently. All, All right. right. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Maze. How you doing? Just fine. Hello, everybody. Hey, how are you? Oh, uh, when I say, I was listening, and people were talking about Cuba and the man that was ruining Cuba. I'm glad he kicked the people out of the country that they did. And those are the ones that's complaining about him being dead. Yeah. And so <laughs> if they could be friends, I mean, he's the worst person, but they want to have Putin as their savior and everything, and they got uh, what kind of country do they have? A communist country too, but they're doing well. Children are doing well in the school system. They got the best medical system that you can find. They got American children just as like Stanley said, going over there becoming doctors. They have a cure for cancer that they don't want to use, but they want to take from somebody probably for throat cancer that they probably could use over here in America. That somebody's gonna take and claim it as their own. The problem is. That people get stuff and claim it as their own, had nothing to do with it, and Stanley, I don't have no leader. I always teach my, I taught my kids, nobody leads you except you. You don't have no leader. I don't care what you might agree with what they're saying, but they don't mean that you got to follow them. You got a lot of people mm-hmm. that like want to follow people just because they're saying something good, and you end up following them, and you're calling your leader. But the only person that should lead you should be you and your man. 
Somebody can come up with great ideas and different things, but wonder where they got it from. Uh, is it true that they're saying? Just because they said it, well, what part did they play in to know that these things are happening? Unless they're playing a part in it themselves. Hmm. So yeah. wow. that's the way I see it. And I ask the question, if Cuba is a communist country, and over there where Putin is a communist country, why would Americans be working with Putin? Mm-hmm. And not having the idea to want to work with Castro. Mm. And not not picketing and, and, and boycotting the same Cubans that were celebrating the death of Fidel. Where were they boycotting when Trump was winning? You understand? They, I guess they, their legs were tied down. They were busy doing salsa. It's no. Crazy. They're part of the problem, the reason why they're not they're over here causing problems just like they were causing problems over there. They have their way. And he didn't want to stand it. That's his country, and he should be able to run it the way it should be ran, just like any other country. So I don't see him as a bad person. Because yeah, he does have one of the Black Panther women over there, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Then she run over there. Yeah. And they have a problem mm-hmm. with that. So if he was that bad, why would he take an, America and an American and bring him into his country if it was that bad? Mm-hmm. And all Cubans don't feel that way. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, well, Maze, if you feel like, well, did you hear um, Sister Ngoni's question uh, just before I brought you in? What was that? Okay, Sister Gunner, you want to ask the question again? I, I, I didn't lost. I, I I lost the point because I was listening to Miss May's her her comments. Oh, but can you can you kind of prick my memory? You know I'm getting no, old. It's about, it's about our kids and and how they lead send their kids to school. Um, uh, what they send their kids to school. Um and just no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About the world, yeah, yeah. About the world dark schools, and you you gave a good example about how you interact with your son. And I was just making the point that you know, in my view, uh, for whatever it's worth, that uh, you know, uh, I mean, I agree with Miss Mays. You know, we shouldn't look for leaders, but in order to sometimes get things done, you have to organize yourself. And I agree with Mr. Hotep. You have to have allies, and they may not always look like you either. So uh, I, I don't really have a question in regarding to that. Uh, Mr. Talk, I was just making the point uh, that in my view, uh, just taking the children home after they've been brainwashed all day by state schools, to me, there has to be a resistance to the idea that the state is now forcing people and trying to take away parental rights to teach the children at home. You know, they've done that in Germany. They made it illegal to homeschool. It's oh, against the law. So oh, yes, the state, the state schools is doing what? The, the, I feel that this, I feel, see, we were having a discussion about how, um, you know, how uh, they take the younger generation and, and kind of mold them in the way they want them to go. And, and of course, you know, they have different grades of schools and they teach the ones that are going to be so-called in power positions, functionaries, basically, for the system, uh, a certain way of looking at the world. And so the state-run schools, you know, like the public schools, uh, Mr. Talk was explaining how he operates with his son and explains things to him, and I think that's a great thing. But I'm looking at the bigger picture here. I'm seeing, well, how are we going to resist the brainwashing and conditioning of the younger generations if if there's no organized resistance to, uh, you know, like doing away with um, homeschool? Because they've already in the United States made homeschool have to go by state, uh, state what do you call it, Mr. Talk, um, curriculum. Curriculum. Well, yeah. I was, well, well, did we go to public school? But that's not my point, Maze. I was talking no, about no, something no, no. different. I'm talking with the young kids. If that, that, well, some people don't like public school. Some think they but, should in the homeschooling, and they got the same education. And because America's down at the bottom, regardless of which one they're going to, 
And as like I say, the communist countries are doing better than the one that's supposed to be the best. Well, I, I was making a different point, but I understand your point, and I respect uh-huh. your comment. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I was looking at uh, that way. Because a lot yeah, of people yeah. want, yeah, and then they got private schools in the state school. It's just about, just, the system now is really about money. It's how much money they can pull in and drag in. Because if everybody was supposed to be learning, they'll be just like the communist country. So everybody would be smart. I agree. Mm-hmm. You got you got three we different have, levels. You got some yeah, people uh, in, in, that can live in a neighborhood right across from you. Just because that school system is better than yours, your children can't learn because the way they are learning. And they don't have to be with the bourgeois people. Yeah, from an educational standpoint, um, the curriculum, syllabus, lesson plan, and at the top level, curriculum leads to syllabus, syllabus leads to lesson plan. Um, That structure, well, in my opinion, isn't necessarily bad. What happens, however, that's bad is just like with a gun, it's not the gun but the mind behind it. If people are being taught white supremacy, whatever you call the curriculum syllabus lesson plan, it's going to lead to white people feeling inferior and black children graduating, if they're lucky to graduate, feeling um, not to be superior. Um, no, I reversed it. I said white people feeling inferior. Woo, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> um, we, we, we're in that system. I, I think that because I taught in a, a, an exclusive school where the kids from grade 1 to 12 had a very strict um, structure. The other schools that have a loose structure, what the common denominator is white structure, whether they have a free structure to take a few years to explore nature, and that's a very um, viable option if black parents want to consider it, or whether they have a structure where they're taught black people aren't anything and white man created everything, they come out on top either way. Our kids, whether you put us loose in the jungle and don't teach us nothing but, you know, the negatives, or you put us in the top schools, Ivy League, and we graduate with 24 and a half PhDs, we come out as Uncle Tom Coons. Um, so it, it's really the, the mindset. I think we could have a Khan Academy-like black um, institution. I've been working on it. I don't know if it'll work out, where people can log on and click on Egypt and learn about Egyptian language and Kemet and et cetera, click on math and learn our perspective of math, not like three men, three white men went walking to the store, one bought a Mercedes. No, three brothers went and bought some Grandmaster Flash records. You know, make it personal because if it's not the person could graduate with a high score but hate his or her skin color and culture. I think education plays a vital role in our freedom. Hopefully we can free ourselves and free our yeah. mind and the rest of all of And I, I agree. Say, like, and I can say they can graduate with a high score and they don't know how to do nothing. What good is it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're right, but I don't think Mr. Hotel was talking about graduating with high scores. I think he was more or less – uh, talking about the quality of, uh, of of education or their ability, you know, uh, to think and and to analyze and to live in the world. And when we see that teachers now are forced to do nothing but drill them to learn how to do tests and to you know do uh, these these tests, uh, they're not being taught. They're not being being educated. Really, they're just being. I mean, you, you know, nowadays you get a little piece of paper or you graduate even from college. Don't mean you're gonna get. Uh, the opportunity to to participate in the economy uh, on an equal footing. That, in my view, anyway, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like Mr. Tuck was saying. He teach your son. If you got a strong foundation, 
and you teach that foundation to your son and his friends around him, they're going to have the same foundation that Mrs. Hawk grew up with, not the foundation mm-hmm. that's out there, and they put it out there for him to get it. Just because you're in that, in that circle doesn't mean that you got to believe everything in that circle tells you. Oh, absolutely. But I'm thinking in terms of the infrastructure we don't have to be able to utilize oh. the children when they are being taught correctly, regardless of whether they went to private school or state school. We don't have the institutions or the structure uh, to be able to use, you know, the children mm-hmm. to send them in the direction that we would like to see society go, as opposed to these these beings uh, that are in control and have been in control of where they want society to go. And we see they're taking us backwards now. We we talked about that yeah. earlier. So mm-hmm. well, the beings, well, I think the beings that want the society to go the way they want it to go is not going to be enough of them. So that's why they want to be just a small group controlling a group, big group hmm. of people. They're always been doing that. So I love I don't think that can happen anymore. They want to control mm. and dictate to where things can go to a big group of people, and they're just a small group. But that happened once, and I don't think it's going to happen again if it's not enough of them. Well, when we look at the Unless you want a leader of, to lead you there. But if we look at the convergence of technology and what is capable, one soldier could be sitting having some milkshake a thousand miles away, press a button, and kill maybe half a million people, or if they release a nuke, kill you know, an entire nation of millions. I think that te- they have developed some of our ideas to the point where technology now gives them the ability to control the world at the press of a button, whether it's through our banks now. I went to the bank the other day. They got rid of another teller. It's almost all machine now. You go in, you find a human to serve you, you're lucky. So I think that even if they're down to the last 10 racist capitalists on the planet, They'll still control everything from a few supercomputers. And, of course, there are quantum computers coming, which are about a 1,000 times more powerful at crunching numbers and doing calculations than our present system. I think that they, they got this on lockdown. Well, what are they doing with computer breakdown? You said what, what are they doing with computers? What are they going to do when the computers break down? Well, computers could break down, but you have backups. You have, you have, for instance, I have right in front of me about six computers. And if mm-hmm. one shuts down, I have another. I have a backup source of power. It'll only last for about 10 minutes, but enough. Well, if I had a few million, I'd have a backup source of power that would last for days until my computer was fixed. Then you could have the cloud where you could shoot some of your information in case one of your hard drives yeah. or all of them crash. No, they're, they're workarounds. And plus, you could also have some hardcore printouts, and they're developing new forms of paper. I really think the technology is, is there. If the, if the whole grid, grid is broke down, I don't care if you got 50 computers, it's still not going to work. Then you got to go back to what? You're talking about a grid being down. How long? How long has a grid been down in history? What's the longest? We don't know. For the, for the elite. If it breaks down and you don't have the right people to fix it, and the people that's that's working it might want to don't like something that's going on, and they just shut the whole thing down. And what can you do yeah, with your 15 computers? That's an inductive argument that does have <laughs> possibilities, <laughs> but it's okay. but it's see that's I mean I appreciate that that is a possibility. But that's like the possibility of a black panther that was in jail escaping. One will get out, but the rest no. will suffer. No, you have good people in bad places, and you have bad people in good places. And some good people don't like to see stuff that's going on, and they can shut it down. And you can't do nothing until they turn it back on. 
Yeah, no, that wasn't my point. My point wasn't that there won't be some good people trying to do stuff. My point was just that you were saying that there may not be enough of them to control things, and I'm saying I think there are enough of them because there's enough technology for them to do the work that they need to do. And even if their system was shut down for a day or a week, imagine if they're shut down. Imagine everyone else. If they're shut down. Okay, that's what I'd be prepared for. If if, if everything's shut down, I I still know how to write. And I still know how to do the thing with before all of this stuff. I still know how to do that. People, some people still know how to do that because they never stop. Just because new things came out that you got to join it. You can join the new things and then always fall back on the old stuff. But see, Miss May, they're not teaching the children in cursive writing. Now the children in elementary school are having to do their work on computers. Yes, they are able to do their work on computers. But if you know children and they're doing that, that's left up to people. I mean, if people that care will teach them to curse or write anyway. And those that know how to. They're like, we don't curse or write in our classroom. You don't. Well, come on, baby. It's time to learn. So if, we, if people are not teaching them teaching them that, they will never know. And then they'll be out there and think, just like Stanley, think he can have six computers and one go down, he got another one. And there will yeah. always be good-thinking parents like Mr. Talk that will sit down with their children and do just what you said. But the majority won't have that ability because a lot of their parents won't be in a position to be able to do it because they're busy trying to find a dollar from Walmart so they can buy some tuna fish to put on the table. That's the point I'm trying to make. See, they have control of the generation coming. We don't. And that's, to me, that's the problem. Well, I, think I, I, I think having a pencil versus having a computer – we're back in the Stone Ages. I think that the computer Let me tell you what my point is, because I'm deeply involved in computers. I can't imagine trying to do some of the ventures I'm doing now with, with a pencil and, and a tablet of stone. It would take years just to do the calculation. Oh, but let me tell you what I'm trying to say, okay. though. Your position that the computer... It sounds like you're saying that, well, you know, the pencil is a good backup and we should make sure that kids know how to use a pencil and climb a mountain and I'm guessing, you know, plant some corn, etc. That's an economy that is over. That economy no, is not. done. <laughs> no, no. Well, if you look national, a, a few of us can move to the mountains, yes, but you're not going to become a, a national or global business entity if we plant a few seeds and have a pencil. Yeah, that's a great way to live. You know, one day I want to do it for vacation too. But in terms of competing in this business market, whether we're in a communist or capitalistic system, we've got to have robots. We've got to know Visual Basic. We've got to know HTML5 or 6 or 7 when it comes out. Got to know JavaScript. Got to have a cell phone. No, it doesn't have to work for everyone. But for but people what I'm that want to that compete, one. you got it. Say you're going to visit Mr. Talk. You got your phone on and your GPS go out. What do you do? Just ride around and she'll come back on or do you have a map in the car just in case? You uh, lose the signal to get where you're going. You know, that? you know what, Maze. I'm, I'm glad you. Uh, you know what, Maze. I'm glad you brought that example up. And and here's why I, I'm gonna <laughs> see. And this this gonna tell you where where kids are today. Um, you know, I, I drive for Uber, and you know, uh, I stopped at a stoplight, and this guy asked me for directions. You know, and you know, I had two young ladies in the car. They were like about between eighteen and twenty-five. You know, so I get man directions, what have you. And then one of the girls say, "What? He don't have GPS on his phone? Where's his phone at?" 
He don't have a map on this floor? You know, and I'm sitting here looking at them. And then once I say, well, you know, you can always pull out a map. The girl said, I don't know how to read no map. If I ain't got my phone, I'm lost. And I just uh-huh. shook my head, you know. So, and and to go back to what you're trying to say, you know, it's fine to have all that. But the generation today, they have no clue about that kind of stuff, man, because that's not what they're being taught. See what I'm saying? Well, I'm you have to understand. See, you have to understand the generation that you're in, that you're dealing with, um, and, and the way things are taught to them. The way things are taught to them is all electronic. It's all about yes. the computer. It's and uh-huh. and see, regardless regardless of what you teach them, you know that to them, the, the computer or, or electronics that that is the key. Now, if you go and and look at um, what's this book is um 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 Ray Curse World. Um, dang it, I can't think of the name of the book right the now. Singularity. Well, the singularity. Yes. See, that is where we. That is where um, the, the, they're headed right now, to where the computer and humans are interfaced as one. Okay, that's where they're headed, at, and that's where they're trying to get these kids to go. Now, and and you know, there's a there's a quote by by Carl Rove, and I'm just going to get oh. this a long time ago, and I always really? go back to it. Yeah, I always go back to it. Okay. You know, yeah, you're laughing, but it makes sense. You know, they said what what we gonna do years ahead of time. Once we finally start catching up and, and trying to figure out, you know, what's going on, they already ten, twenty years ahead. Like, okay, we got them working on this now. Now let's let's start getting on this. You know, so basically what I'm saying, we're always behind because we're we're. we're how can I put it? We're we're not um, allowing ourselves to 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 think ahead. We're always trying to think, you know, in the now. You know what I'm saying? We're always in thinking in the now, and that's that's part of the problem. You know, having a pencil and paper, that's fine. I can do math. You know, my son, he comes home with his math problems. Now I know how to do math. You know, I was taught math. I'm pretty decent at it. But the way I do, we did math compared to the way they do math now, we're wrong. You understand what I'm saying? Even though our answers are right, the way they're taught to do it is wrong. So the question is, how do you interface both parts of it to where we can um, not only educate our kids, but get them to understand that it's more to it and, and we have to dig and push a little further? You understand what I'm saying? So teaching them to write cursive, that's fine. You know, you can write cursive, but let's be honest. How many times do you write cursive during the day if you're not just not writing a note to yourself? Because everything oh, you yeah. have digital digital signatures. Yeah. I don't do. I don't do. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, you one of the few. You don't do digital. Right here, you got with digital my, with my signature. You know, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, I understand your point, but we 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 got to teach our kids. Um, to think ahead right now, you know, but we still have to uh, have to be able to explain to them the the basics of what's how this world is run, where this world is headed, and how they have to understand and and keep from falling in the pit hole of, of of the establishment that is meant to to keep them in the dark, basically. 
Yeah, that's all I got to say. But before you say anything, all right, y'all, we got seven minutes left in live airtime. We will be going to overtime for a little bit. So if you're not on the lines, you need to get on the lines, 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. And if you can't, well, thank you for listening. You can always finish listening to the rest of the show in the archives. Thank you. All right, go ahead. As I say, you take their cell phone away or they lose their cell phone, they lose their mind. Some kids don't even use a cell phone, don't even want to have nothing to do with a cell phone. And some people don't. And then it's like, I lost my cell phone the other day. I didn't go crazy. I just went in the store and asked the man to dial the number, and that was it. So I just had it turned off. And by the way, I didn't lose it. I had left it somewhere. And I just went and picked If I didn't have it, I could still live without it. That's what's wrong. They can't live without things. Well, can I tell you, sister, that if you lost your pencil, somebody back in the Stone Age would have the same argument. I don't think you. No, no. Let me tell you what I'm trying to say. I don't think it's. I think it's good to say that we should keep as much organic food, or we should do as much as we can to limit the EMF radiations. Right? That's a positive argument. Or we should stand with Standing Rock for clean air. That's a sensational, moral, ethical, valid, common sense position. But if we then are supposed to tell our children that to be in a positive light in the future, they should give up their technologies and go back to the pencil, the donkey, and planting seeds in one hole at a time, not even with a metal plow. I mean, we're we setting them up for failure. No, you're not setting up for failure. See, Tony, let me tell you something. I use the thing that my grandmother taught me back in the day. I can see I use it today. And when she died, she was 95 years old. And some of the stuff that she used in 2000. 16, I still use it. So I don't know what you talk about. But you on a cell phone. If we went back to your day, we would have to have two cans. We would have to have two cans with a string on it and a bird with a note. No, not everything in life. At least you can communicate. See, you got it mixed up. You think everybody got to be into technology in order to survive. Some people don't have anything to do with the technology, and they're surviving fine. They're still writing with pencils and ink pens. Because you gotta have your backup you gotta have a backup for everything you got. You have gotta have it up on the backup system. Because if you don't you're gonna lose everything you had. So why do you use a backup system and you focus secure about what's in front of you? And that's but what's behind you. The the backup system is not meant to replace the primary system. It's just a backup. You're arguing that give up the primary I'm not arguing, I'm just asking you a question. No, no, no. Argument doesn't, I don't mean it in a negative way. It just means you're presenting your premises and your conclusions and I'm presenting mine. But mm-hmm. if, 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 you are, if you are suggesting that, you know, my computer's here, I should give them up and I can negotiate I with clients, no. walk in with, um, you know, some papyrus and a pencil, I, I, I won't be able to compete. No, that's not I'll what I said. I didn't say that. I said that you, if you don't have anything, you you so reliable on that computer. Lightning can strike the big box and tear it down for a whole two weeks, and you can't do nothing. You're just going to be stuck. And the person that know how to do stuff can still be surviving. They can get a camera and light up the house, and they can go on and do the things that they were doing and won't miss a beat. But you're going to have to sit there and wait till your computer start over again. But you can still do business because you can get in your car and travel and talk to the same people that you would talk to on the Internet or wherever. So that's yeah, what I'm saying. I, have, I always have a backup system, just like you have to have a backup for utilities, for you electricity when it go out. If you don't have one, you just lost and lose yeah, a lot I, of business that way too. Yeah, I have some that's printouts of 
I have printouts of the documents and proposals, like I said, and I never said that it was for everyone. I said if some people want to, you know, move to the mountains and plant seeds, that's good for them. But to oh, compete in this global economy, it's going to take technology. And when it shuts down, have your printouts and have your backups on, on thumb drives and have a, have a few pencils, of course. Yeah, but that's the pencil. Maybe. The thumb drive is the pencil now. The pencil used to be, so that's what the thumb drive is, your backup. The paper that they used to print out and things that you would keep, that's what your thumb drive is for, to keep everything, right? Because you can drive to a city where the lights are running and use your thumb drive and you can still use it, right? Okay. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I, prepared for both this, this world and the world that was behind it and the one that's going to be in the middle. If I'm here, I'm going to be in all of it. But I ain't going to rely on everything, one thing for my needs. That's cool. Mm. Okay. All right. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Anybody else comment on that? <laughs> well, you know, I was sitting here, boy. I was in the interesting dial back and forth here because I was thinking I see both points because I understand what Mr. Hotep is saying, and but at the same time, I have to raise the question, okay, well, if in fact it's true that uh, the system that seems to be trying to take us back to feudalism, uh, and uh, we know they're openly talking about population control, which Mr. Talk started his show off with about today, then I think Mays is correct also. It is important for us to not forget about and I know, Mr. Hotep, you said that. You did agree with her that, you know, no, no problem if people want to go up and live in the mountains. So I know where you're coming from, but I, I see both points uh, because I, I think that they have a, a, an agenda, and the agenda is not for everybody to compete in a global system. The global system uh, has already announced that they in this technology that, that is uh, – we got to remember that this world is being run on electric Okay, uh, now Delbert Blair, I'm not a scientist, but he was explaining that electric is the lowest frequency of power that they can use. Now they, they're going to plasma and magnetic, you know, that type of technology. So they're planning on reducing the population. So, every, you know, so I see Mace's point. At some point as we go through this transition, I think it's going to be important that children do have the skills to be able to, to do things without electronics because just like Mr. Talk said about the two young ladies that was in his car, uh, they said they'd be lost without, without the uh, electronics. So let's just say there was an EMP attack and all the grid went out in America. What do you think was going to happen to the generation of the age group that Mr. Talk was talking about? They're going to go stark raving mad. <laughs> and lose their mind. Unless yeah, you got a five or six of them in there because they well, okay, I'll tell you how y'all get something to eat since y'all can't think. I'm going to show y'all what y'all need to do to, to five. And that's who's going to save those groups that was all into electronics. They, are, they, are, they got an electric car that's going to drive by itself now, Stanley. And the young people that are being taught now to be totally dependent on uh, technology are going to think nothing of getting in a driverless car. They have to shoot me to get me in one, okay? Well, that's what I'm trying to say. But Stanley will get in there because he – Stanley loves electronics, so he'll get in there and ride. Oh, yeah, I'll be in. Y'all have to rescue me with your pencil. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Now, we won't have to rescue you with the the pole that it ran into. (laughs) You know what's so interesting, though? You know, the big push now is to get everyone out of your automobile and get you to ride in, quote-unquote, mass transportation, you know. Um, and, and it's interesting because I think about when I first uh, joined the military, we used to get on what we used to call cattle trucks, 
you know, and basically that's what they were, where they hurt everybody in and, you know, they take you everywhere you got to go. And I foresee that's, that's happening. They're trying to get you out of um, um, your own vehicles for mass transportation, and then they're building apartment buildings which are so tight and close together to where they're trying to get you out of the individual homes as well. So, I mean, it's a big push. So why, Mr. Talk? Why? Why do you huh? think they're doing that? Why do you think they're doing that? Control. Control. Yeah, but what kind of control? What kind of population control? Exactly, because look, at you know, you have mass transit. You got to walk a mile to get to the mass train or the bus station or whatever, and, and you and you used to living all your life riding in your own personal vehicle. Well, that, I can see how they can wipe out a whole lot of people, help them with their mm-hmm. population control with that system. Yep, I sure can. I think everything they do is designed <laughs> for that. So, Mr. Hotep, I think it's great that you're in, in line with staying in touch with technology and all that. Uh, but like uh, Janet Napolitano said, uh, it ain't if an EMP attack is going to happen. It's when one is going to happen. So when all that goes down, let us remember, electricity is not that old on this planet. Ain't been around that long. But Mr. Hotep, I'm going to tell you, I like my bicycle. <laughs> hey, don't and, I don't think, and I think it's just been here like just like the pencil. <laughs> there was an inventor, Tesla, that created free energy. The energy source could be questioned because much of us uh, systems use fossil fuels and typical electricity. So I don't know if the technologies that are the final um, product using the energy, if that's a bad thing. What is kind of bad is the fossil fuel side, in my opinion. So, you know, I'd like to keep my computers and and not go back to pencil just yet. But, by the way, I just bought a raft. My kids and I are going to go camping. We're going to go climbing. We're going to learn. In fact, I'm ordering some seeds, non-organic, non-GMO seeds, right? So I have the plans to also continue building backups. It's just that at the forefront right now, I'm trying to get deeper into robotics and trying to get deeper into satellite. I met a brother that knows all about satellites and how they work because I think that we're not going to – it's going to be hard to compete. Technology is out of the box, right from the wheel to the hammer to copper to metal to plastics. I don't think that – it's just like America. I don't think like, people are going to leave America and give it to black folks and natives. I think that day is over, and so now what do we do? And I, I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with, with robots and with the future where they are part of our lives. It's just how we use it, just like a I pencil. You, yeah, you could stab someone with a pencil. You can I write agree. an execution well, I, note. I, I, I want to comment on your comment about electricity. Electricity, as far as its impact on human health, they've done studies and they have reports out about how all this Wi-Fi and these, yeah. uh, what do you call these, uh, uh, these things EMF, they put on yeah. your house. So what do you what do you call them things? Oh, the um, dishes. Those dishes. No, not like the, the dishes. Like the dish? ones. No, not the dishes. The, these meters, smart meters. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so the electrical impulses are having an impact on yeah. organic life. So yeah. that's what I meant about it. as far as Telsa, uh, uh, Nicole Telsa's technology that's been suppressed for a hundred years. Yeah. Purposely. Yeah, they stole it. Yeah, they killed him and stole it. 
So I don't have anything against technology, but I just see where I think it's, I don't it, it's smart for us to have. I know you don't. That's why I was getting ready to agree with you. It's smart for us to have a balance because, you see, that's the reason why white folks ain't stupid. See, they, that's why they send their children to uh, what they, the, uh, the rural children they go to. What are they, those contests they have teaching children how to plant, how to farm and all that kind of stuff? But you see the big corporations trying to wipe all that out. You know, I and when I had a lady in Ghana tell me there was a time when they all had to come out of the offices and go out in the field because they didn't have nothing to eat. And we're going to get there, too, if we don't watch out. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. trying to tell Santa. If he don't know how to do that, he's going to be in trouble. No, waiting for the robot thinking. to do it. <laughs> if the robot fails, I'm going to be out there planting my seeds. <laughs> now you, uh-huh. go, you go plant them and can them, you're going to have to worry about it. <laughs> that was something you learned back in the day And if you carry it with you, you can pass it on By the way, I'm Hotep I must sound like I mean, someone Hotel. named Stanley Yeah, yeah, you yeah, gave me yeah, a good Hotel name, but it's okay <laughs> Yeah, I met it's my uh, My husband's aunt, she's like 98 <laughs> And when we, when we, Thanksgiving they, uh, She was showing them how to make She had a bread starter that she brought with her from California And she showed them how to start the bread And then she let it rise And then she made all like 25 rolls out of a little bitty piece of dough. Mm. Well, pencil lead affects, affects memory, so I forgive you. So anyway, there was all the young kids were surprised just to see that little piece of dough that she put in and added something to it and how it grew and made a big pan yeah. of rolls. Mm-hmm. And and she, I mean, she's been had it for years, and it was passed on. And they passed mm-hmm. it on and passed it on and passed it on. And that was a shock to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I think the big point is that technology can, like you already said, Mr. Hotep, it's not the technology, it's how it's being used. And it's not being used to advance humanity. We can see that. So I think in light of that, what Ms. Mays is saying makes a lot of sense to me, not that we want to go back to the Stone Age, but we know that they don't have plans for all Seven yeah, plus yeah. billion of us to participate uh, in the new space age technology. So those of us who ain't invited should know how to plant a few, <laughs> a few carrots and things. You know where we can uh, survive as long as we can. That's all I'm. I, so I yeah. see both sides. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's actually an additional. Some of us actually having the resources to build new spaceships and robots and technologies to protect our people. Because some of us are working on that angle of it, not to be pro- not to be enemies of a nation, but to teach our young people how to program, how to take apart a robot, how to, and this is what I'm having a meeting about, how to negotiate with the Chinese for some space on a satellite to beam down some of our own signals that we own, and how to repair some of those devices, and at the same time, learn to do martial arts, plant peas, and make bread. It's, it's a good that, balance. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, some of those children are learning how to. Some of those children are learning how to stop the the, the, the bad part of what they're trying to do with those with the technology too. You got yeah, kids out yeah. there learning how to do that. Cut them off at the knees. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about three D printers? Oh, they're great, great. Oh man. I think every black community needs to invest in one. Yeah, I've seen some yeah, at, at Best Buy. Uh, where they were only about, what, $1,900? So a whole bunch of people could put their pennies together. If they can put their pennies together and get some marijuana, they can get a 3D printer. Yeah, I know. And sneakers. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. (laughs) You can build almost anything in your house. Somebody builds a house from a 3D printer, part by part. And see, and because because the technology is being used to make us dependent, and I was discussing this with Mr. Talk, about there's open discussions about a universal... Uh, uh, what was it called, Mr. Universal um, uh, 
wage, like not wage. They didn't use the word wage. Um, are you there, Mr. Talk? I'm, I'm here. Oh, I know what you're like, talking about. You know, universal. Uh, um, what is it? Basic what? universal basic uh, living payment. Uh, that's not the word they use, but that that's the point. I think that that's um, because they were saying robotics are coming in. Uh, they're not rebuilding manufacturing. You know, so it's displacing a lot of people. And the same thing happened when they went from an agricultural society to a industrial society. It displaced a lot of yeah. people. People lived on the farms. They children went into the cities to get jobs and blah blah. You know the rest of the story. So I think this uh, universal payment, and they're talking about universal. They're talking about all over the planet, okay, and that everybody, every child, every teenager, every adult would get a stipend, a certain amount, but there wouldn't be any strings attached, and those who wanted to, you know, that were creative and industrious and ambitious uh, wouldn't be taken away from anybody if they were able to, you know, create businesses like you're talking about, Mr. Hotep, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I see that in a way it's kind of scary because to me it seems like just more control. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, a yeah. living allowance. That's what it was, the living allowance. Yes, thank you, yeah. Mr. Talk. Yeah, a basic to... universal living allowance. Yeah, they, they want singularity from the standpoint of them being in control. And that's very dangerous, very mm-hmm. dangerous. And there has to be groups in private and some announcing publicly that are working to have the technology to resist that movement. And there also have to be groups that have the nature side down packed. And I think the two groups like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King can work together, you know, because mm-hmm. one hand mm-hmm. can benefit the other. Mhm. And just like what they do is they usurp good ideas. Like, for instance, the green movement started out to be good stewards of the earth, but they took that and now they're using that to put forward their climate change scam uh, and, you know, passing laws. that if you disagree with it, then you can be arrested and all of that and put in the loony mm-hmm. bin. Uh, when there's thousands of scientists that have said it's junk science, and even if it isn't junk science, how is throwing fiat dollars at Al Gore going to change the circumstances of them fracking and, and messing up the earth? How is that going to change anything? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> already got to... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm done. When them fracking, the earth going to be gone. <laughs> but they don't feel like Native yeah. Americans been trying to tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, family, they're not in technology. Stay into the earth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nature. <laughs> yes. Because everything yeah. that looks like progress is not necessarily good. Nope. That's yeah. a dangerous word. Mm. And sometimes True. it's destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> look at oh, all this hotel. Hotel. There's hotel. I mean, hotel. That. Yeah, there, there's proof of that. Mr. Hotep was laughing. There's proof of that. It's buried yeah. under the earth. All different. Oh no, that wasn't me laughing. That wasn't oh, me. I'm innocent. No, that I'm was innocent. Me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can tell you, stand. I mean, Hotep. No, that was. Yeah, no, that was a good. That was. They were very accurate points in terms of what they're working to do. They're gonna have so much polluted water and air. They're gonna kill off a ton of people. And I think NASA actually works with them to research, spend taxpayer money. So that in the event of a catastrophe on Earth, you know, a few of the billionaires will just zip off and we'll be here on Blog Talk wondering what is going on. I mean, I might have. <laughs> they haven't realized that they're going to be stuck in the same truck that they're trying to put everybody else in. They just haven't realized that. I don't know, Mays. You know, they 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 they've been trying. They've been, the they've they got trying a lot of stuff there. we don't even know about. But they've been trying to get there and uh, a whole lot of stuff fell back down to Earth. <laughs> 
Did you know that supposedly, supposedly they're mining asteroids for minerals? Supposedly. Like I say, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. What do you think mm. about that? They're That's trying interesting. To create something. Yeah. They're trying to create something so they can live there, but I think it would never be possible for them to do it. I think they're already yeah. doing it. Yeah, I think they're already doing it. <laughs> you know, I, I look at it, I'm like, when it comes to stuff like space, you know, they're not up there just hanging out. <laughs> you know, it's a, you know, and, and the one thing I learned about, about especially in the United States, they, they do nothing, they don't do anything that's not benefiting them one way or another. So, you know, if they're up there, they're up there for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. And I do believe, um, I do believe that they have met, you know, um, mm-hmm. You know, see, other see, folk up there, why they've been up there. I'm just not. Well, that was okay. They've been throwing right down here. Well, no. if you, if you, Maze, if you listen to, if you're interested, if you listen to some of these uh, uh, presentations from super soldiers, uh, and some ex-CIA agents have said they've been up on Mars. They, they have colonies up on Mars, and there are different, uh, supposedly different uh, beings, you know, entities that, for, that look different than us that are up there, and they've had wars with them. Now mm-hmm. I ain't been there. I don't know if that may be true. It may not be true, but I'm just saying the information's out there where people come to their own conclusions. But I think yeah. they're a lot further ahead of us than we even can yeah. imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. they're at mm-hmm. least thirty years ahead of where we are. So imagine the technologies we're using now, right? Imagine thirty years ago what we were using. Now well, put heard... us thirty years later, and that's where they're at. At least thirty years ahead of us. Well, hotel. I heard that what they're what they're trying to use now has already been here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so how could they be 30 years ahead of us when it's already been used and being used again? But as I say, the shuttles keep blowing up. They can't go where they're trying to go. Now they got to work with the Russians to get up to space. So I'm saying, like, uh, that's the cover story, Maze. Yeah. The cover yeah, story. A way to spend more money. Yes, oh, ma'am. Okay. That's the cover story. That, that's why they got them trillions missing yeah, from the Pentagon. Oh, they got to have an excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's I don't the think they need to. I don't think it's meant for them, and I don't think they'll be able to live there. They got a secret space program, and NASA is not a part of the U.S. government. And ne- they call NASA never a straight answer. NASA is a private corporation. Would it hurt our community if we had some of our top um, astrophysicists and robotics designers, et cetera, et cetera, working on some of our own creations and spaceships and robots and cyborgs, et cetera. I, I, I don't think it would, but I know some people in, in our community may think it's a negative. I think it would be a powerful thing if we had our own room. I keep telling my kids, I can't wait till we have a huge home where we can have a room full of screens where we can tap into legally request NASA's feed and the feeds from Europe where we can, you know, have people full time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a dreamer. It's good. Yeah, it's good dreaming. to have dreams and imagination, but you know what? Uh, 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 never mind. I just won't say that. It would be okay. I'll say it like Go this. Ahead. With Go all ahead. them big screens around you, you're going to be getting all that radiation thrown into your body and your children's body and everything else, and next you're going to have cancer and be gone. Oh, I know what I was going to say. <laughs> we do have those people that are working inside white corporations owned and controlled by the people that control this planet. Uh, yeah. Like, for instance, uh, one, of, one of the people, uh, four scientists that created the uh, cables that go up under the ocean to make uh, the Internet possible, what is that called, that cable? 
um, the fiber optic cable. Fiber optics. He was Ghanaian. He's Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have many uh, brilliant people. Always yeah. have, but they're, yeah. they're 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 snatched away, and their yeah. talent is used for the agenda of those who control the planet. Yeah, but isn't that us though? Is what I mean by that an analogy? Hip hop music was started by twelve and fourteen year old black kids in the Bronx. Other than Cool Herc and Harlem later, right? The parents didn't generally invest in it. Now hip hop is a trillion dollar creation. So the same thing for the software engineers and the robotics technicians and the visionaries. There isn't the infrastructure for people like that, like me and others, to do it from a big scale. So why isn't our community, even if everyone does it, why don't we come together and say, hey, listen, why don't we find our top thinkers in science and our top thinkers that use pencils and seeds and organic living and create our own so that we don't have to go to the slave master to get a nine to five. I have some folks living near me that work for Mac. One is now going to work for Google, et cetera. And they're going out. One is Latino. They're not working with us. They go into the man because the man is going to pay them 200,000, 150,000. So well, you just answered have- your own question. You just answered your own question. Let me remind you of Charles Drew who created hemoglobin who died from mm. an accident because he wasn't allowed to go in a white hospital. They always mm. control everything. They control the patent <laughs> office. They control the land. They control the air you breathe. That's why you don't have what you're talking about. Now, I'm they don't sorry, want I don't mean to them. be negative. I'm just trying to deal with, you know, what I see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't you think, though, family, that we could, if we can watch movies and buy sneakers and buy Chinese food and we can afford that, can't we afford to say, listen, let's come to, if we can give the preachers, you know, uh, $250 million every few months, we can't come <laughs> together and raise $10 million a month or $20 million in each state to buy land to find robotics designers. I'm not talking about going to the system. I'm talking about us. us. Yes, you can, you know? Mr. Hotep. Yes, you can. Okay. But here's yes. the problem. Here's mm. the problem right here. I keep telling people over and over again. You, the reason why we can spend trillions of dollars on cosmetics, records, hip-hop, this and that and the other is because they allow us to because they control the currency. We don't have anything that we control of our own. That's the reason why we can't do it. Now, when you start taking your, their currency, which is privately owned by the Federal Reserve, and you use it for the dream that you have, which I think is an excellent one, and I hope it comes to pass, okay? But when you start doing that... Just wait on the infiltrators and the Asian provocateurs to be sitting next to you because they're coming. That's why yeah. they're watching our emails and are listening to our phone calls, listening to this program, listening to, and, and recording everything because they want to keep their pulse. We can't do it. Didn't you ever read the book that, um, uh, what was it called? It was by a professor. It was about two Americas. And he talked about why they let Oprah Winfrey be up there where she is because they allow her to. That's why. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting you say that because my great great grandmother before she passed, um, she told me an interesting story um, about Martin Luther King Jr. You know, cause, you know, I've been to school and and you know I came back with the same old rhetoric. You know, they were teaching, they still teaching. And she said, "Baby, let me tell you something. This is the only reason why he got where he was because they let him do that." And, you know, me, I'm like, they, who is they? You know, but now, you know, he, you say that, I understand exactly what she was saying. And that is mm-hmm. such, such a true statement. Mm-hmm. So that is such a true statement. 
you know, you only allow, you know, they're only going to allow you. And it doesn't matter who you are, you know, um, even their own. If you get too close to the truth or you start, uh, um, um, you know, putting out what's true, oh, you got to go. You got yeah, to go. If you do. Against, That's right. If you do anything against the agenda that is is in effect or going to be effect, you got to go because they're not having it. You know, no way, no how. And it's, it's been it's been there the way of operating for years. <laughs> now, know? Mr. Hotep, you may feel like that's a defeatist attitude and negative thinking, and we're supposed to think positive, and we're supposed to have faith in humanity for the future, and I do. But we're not going to get there unless we realize and face the fact that there is an element of small group of people that run this planet and have for thousands of years, and they ain't going to let they're not just going to say, oh, you know what, it's not fair for us to do them like that, so we're just going to let them do what they want to do, and they're going to go out in space with the Chinese, and they're going to do them. And speaking of China, they don't treat their people too damn good either. Excuse me, Mr. Talk. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, and I was just sitting here thinking, and I'm using, using um, um, Brother Hotep's um, um, robot, robotic um, line here. I'm like, yeah, we, we can do it. But, you know, it would have to be like a, something like an assembly line. You know, once one is taken out, there's somewhere else to take the place and, you know, just keep it going, going, yeah. going. Yeah. But eventually, yeah. but the only problem with that, 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 that theory right there is, is eventually someone going to get, um, going to go for their okie doke. <laughs> you what, know, what do you mean, Mr. Talk? Huh? What, what I mean? What do you mean? Is, yeah, elaborate. Someone, okay. Well, in other words, what I'm saying is, you know, it, it may work in succession for so long, but there's always going to be that one individual that say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, they're going to come to them and say, look, we can do this for you. We can do that for you. You know, we can do this for your family. They're going to be like, hmm, that sounds better than what I'm going through right now. And just that one break in that chain right there is going to cause everything to go backwards all over again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's a part of when I said a thousand, starting with hopefully a thousand people in each state. And I also indicated that we need an infrastructure. And if I get killed off, then someone else continues. That's what they're doing. When the royal family member dies. Someone else takes over. Our problem is we put no, one pony in the dad. race. Ain't nobody in the royal family no. die because she old as Susan. Susan's old. Yeah, that's true. That. She ain't in that. <laughs> that was an example, <laughs> mate. That was an example. <laughs> but we need that legacy so that, you know, we have thousands of people working toward these types of objectives. Mm-hmm. And if one person gets bored off or if we got to throw them off in the ocean because, you know, they sold us out. The system, our system keeps moving. It keeps evolving. It keeps growing. Mr. Hotep, you have whole nations, right? Look at Russia right now, trying to resist the imposition of the United States to dictate to them how they're going to run their country. Now, how can a bunch of a, a thousand over here and a thousand over there and a thousand over there don't have no military to protect their uh, uh, don't have no electricity that they control themselves. Don't have nothing. Well, how are you gonna cool your uh, your your? <laughs> how are you gonna cool cool all them screens you got to have? Uh-huh. Well, that that's a that's a great point. That would be assuming that the top people in Russia aren't working with the top people in America. Meaning that just like we're going through it, the average Russian is being used 
just like us. My point is that the top level, these folks are working together, I think. I don't think oh, the top think Russians that? are. Oh, okay, okay. So we're on the same page there. Yeah, so yeah, my oh, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. that was a question that I together. asked. I, yeah, but, but what I'm saying as far yeah. as your dream is concerned of having a 1,000 yeah. over here and a 1,000 over there, and I'm not saying we shouldn't try because don't nothing be the failure, but a try. But, you know, we're just analyzing the, the circumstances we find ourselves in, and I'm saying if you've got whole nations, you've got a whole continent of Africa that can't even control their own resources, how are you going to have a 1,000 over here and a 1,000 over there, a 1,000 over there doing the grand plan that you have going out in space and all this kind of stuff without being – interfered with and when you can't you look, look then bomb Libya back into the stone age and all he was yeah. doing was trying to bring water up out of the desert and, and, and sharing the oil resources with his people and he got and, killed for that and his currency that he wanted Africans to use instead of you know depending on, on them no it's not going to be easy I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be easy it's going to be tough look at what happened to move and that was just small scale a bunch of folks in Philadelphia of course, there are going to be some casualties because nobody wants to see our people back on top. But I think, and by the way, I don't have all the answers. That's why I say we need some awesome minds from martial arts to military to technologies, all of the technologies coming together and brainstorming and saying, look, that won't work because of this. And someone else say, well, what about this alternative? That's what they're doing. They are meeting, having these types of meetings right now. Well, how do we keep these Negroes down? Well, you know, they're talking this on blog talk. What about if we kill that one? Under the, the, the? We should have the same <laughs> discussion. <laughs> and, you know, make it happen. <laughs> so if you don't see us on radio next week, you know what happened. You know, somebody's going to be missing. <laughs> you know, they killed off a lot of natural doctors. You all heard about that, right? A lot of and bankers, too. Yeah. And yeah, bankers, too. Yeah, yeah, and some microbiologists. Who had yep. evidence. Yeah, Last yeah, no, count I heard, it was over 100 of them. Uh, yeah. Trust it, me. I did a you know, look, look, look. You know those planes that went missing that nobody still haven't found? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was all over the place. That, yeah. that people don't forget about? You know, people don't forget about them? You know, like nobody yeah. heard anything else about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Hey, they have ways. Trust me. Yeah. They have ways. All right, y'all. Well, it's about that time. You know, we're going to get on out of here. But, of course, you know, I got to let y'all get your last words in because I love these minds on the on the line with me. So we're going to start with last in, first out. Okay, Maze, you're up. Go for it. Well, Hotel, I love the curse of right, so I'm going to keep on doing it. Falling back on that. Y'all have a good evening. <laughs> okay, Maze, you have a good one as well. <laughs> oh, all right, Brother Hotel, you're up. Yeah, when I need my writers, I'm definitely calling on the sister because it's all in love, people, you know. I think uh, uh, exchanges like this are really good because if our people are being killed off, then our discussions can get a bit heated to stop us from being killed off. And uh, I'm going to continue, you know, trying to do what I do, research, and let's work together. And look me up through Google if you like and stay in touch, and let's change the world. Love you all. Peace and love. Hotep Amandla Ashe. All right. Thank you, brother. <laughs> and we shall look you up for sure. All right. Next, the wonderful Sister Ngoni. Well, thanks again, Mr. Talk, for a lively discussion. And I'm glad to hear Mr. Hotep is, you know, has such great, brilliant ideas and plans for the future because I think that that's the only thing that's going to keep us as humanity going. So we can't give up, but, you know, I think we have to face the reality of where we're in, which is good, like he said, because then you know the hurdles that you have to, you know, jump over to get where you want to go. So time will tell. I know I ain't going to be here forever, but I hope the children 
and the great-grandchildren and so forth have a chance for the future. So I'm glad there's people out there like Mr. Hotep thinking like he's thinking. And I think Miss Mays brought in some good points also that, you know, we have to keep our feet on the ground and like Goddess Newt and your head in the sky. So, you know, <laughs> we have to keep both of them going. <laughs> you know, live, live to fight another day, I guess. I guess, mm. you know. So. Yeah. so anyway, you have a great evening, Mr. Talk, and thanks again for having me. All right, thank you, and thank you for dropping by. All right, <laughs> what a great show, man! I tell you, oh man, I love it when we have conversations like that. See, and that's a conversation, uh, dialogue, you know, and some great points were were, were brought to the forefront. I, I'm, you know, I really don't have anything to add to it. You know, for, let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. You know, um, brother Hotep did bring up a good point, though. Let's get that assembly line stuff started. You know, one go down, there's another one taking place. As football players say, you know, next man up, next man up. But the only problem with it is we don't trust ourselves. How are we going to trust somebody else? <laughs> well, once we figure that out, I think we have the whole thing solved. Um, just keep digging, y'all. Just keep digging. I say keep grinding. You know, the answers are out there. We know what they are. We know what they are. That problem is putting them into action. That's the biggest thing. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I plan on living to be about 150 years old. Yeah, I may be half man, half robot, but that, that's going to help me out. That's going to help me out. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I had to laugh at myself on that one. I don't want to live that long, not around here right now. But anyway, thank you all for joining me, man. It's been fun. Uh, we will be back here Friday for Freedom Friday. Um, don't know what we'd be talking about. I may make it open mic. Who knows? But anyway, we will be here. 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, saying keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. Man, if you laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy, all right? So until then, man, we're going to take you out of here with some um, J. Paul and <laughs> New Breed. I know y'all want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. All right. <laughs> See y'all later, man. Y'all have a good week. I'm out. And now this is one of the great string of iron shots again, as good as I've ever seen, Dottie. It was, and it, we saw a lot of it yesterday. Yes, yes, great news about my More of it today. This is great. Pam, I need for you to like look at me and pay attention. Could you look at me? Wait, 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 wait. Just look. Stop. Pay attention. But you're not even looking at me. You know what? It's over. Now she hit it close at 12, and then. I know you want to leave me. I know you want to leave me
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.